All right, here we go, guys. This is episode number 32 of Sports Cards Live, live on location in Kelowna, British Columbia, at Players Choice Sports Cards with Jason and Katie, the proprietors here. I got to say, this is pretty awesome because this is the 32nd episode and the first time that the show has hit the road. And uh, you'll notice we have a different background. We got MJ here. We got Mike Tyson. We got Connor McDavid. We got Katie. We got Jason. We even have an audience. Darcy's in the audience tonight here. This is awesome. Uh, super pumped. So first of all, thanks everybody for joining. If you're new to Sports Cards Live, I want to thank Jason and Katie because you obviously brought new, new viewers to the show today. So thank you very much for that. If you haven't subscribed to Sports Cards Live on the YouTube channel, please go ahead and do that. If you consider it, I'd greatly appreciate it. Thank you very much for that. I want to thank my last couple of guests. So just back on Monday, this past, sorry, today, what's today? Today's Saturday. Saturday. Wednesday. This past Wednesday, we had Dr. James Beckett. Yes, the iconic Dr. James Beckett was my guest. And that was an amazing show. We went on for about an hour and 15 minutes. And then he left and I carried on for a little bit. And then back on Monday, I had a special episode. It was the reaction episode to the LeBron James RPA, exquisite RPA that sold for uh, $1.845 million. That was pretty awesome. Carvin Chung, who created Exquisite, joined me. And Josh Johnson from Cardboard Chronicles, who happens to own one of the regular RPAs out of 99, joined as well. That was an amazing episode. I recommend you check that out. All the, par- all the prior episodes of Sports Cards Live are on the YouTube channel. You can see them all there, and uh, they're long. I got to warn you, they are long. If you haven't watched it before, they're long episodes. So what you can do is you can watch them in chunks, and YouTube will remember where you left off. All right. Coming up, July 29th, no show. I'm gonna still going to be on vacation. I'm actually going to be driving home that day. No show on Wednesday. And then on August 12th, my guest is going to be the buyer. This is the guy who bought the Sidney Crosby Cup RPA last month on eBay that was graded a BGS 10 for $125,200 USD. He'll be joining. And then on August 15th, we have Leafs, Leaf Trading Cards, Greg Cohn will be joining. So check out those episodes. Those should be a lot of fun. But tonight, tonight we're a player's choice, live in Kelowna, BC. How wicked is that? I'm so pumped. This is awesome. Welcome. Yeah, thank yeah. you guys. So this is Katie. This is Jason. I know a lot of the a lot of the viewers right now are watching on your watch party, I believe, or you've directed them here. So thank you very much for that. But Jason uh, has been in the business here in Kelowna since 2005, and Katie joined him full time about a year ago. Quit her whole career. So later on the show, we're gonna have Jason's gonna get out of here. Katie's gonna join. We're gonna talk about women in this male dominated industry and hobby and what that's been like for her. One year in, she gave up her career for this. So that's, that's a big move. So I'm really excited to hear from Katie about that. I must and, like this guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, we don't know why, but we hey. We don't tell the divorce lawyer that. Yeah, not yet. Not yet anyway. And Jason's been in this hobby for as long as I can remember. So always like to kind of start by uh, sort of discussing, how do I know the guests? So Katie, I just met you through Jason. Uh, but Jason, we go back probably like, I'll thank you. That. All right, Katie. Yeah. We probably go back like 15 years uh, back to, so my folks live here in Kelowna and I've been coming here every summer uh, since even before you were open. And I always make it a point to come into the store, say hello, buy some things if I can and hang out. But we've been, we hang out at the card shows together all the time, whether it's the expo, the summit. 
I don't know that you've made it down to a national yet uh, that I've Not been yet. to. Not yet, Not but yet. you'll get there. Yeah. But this shop, I mean, I'm looking around. They're, they're closed right now for the most part, but this shop is stacked with inventory. So if you're ever in the Kelowna area, if you're ever in the Okanagan area, which is in the interior of BC, it's beautiful here. Let me tell you that, first of all. But you have to come to this store. It's worth the trip alone. Even if you're in, say, Penticton or Vernon or somewhere that's within 45 minutes or an hour, you got to come check out the store. Say hi to Jason and Katie. I'm sure they'd love to have you. All right. Before we jump in, Jay, yeah. we're going to say hello to the people we have watching right now. We got some people already. I thought it was funny when I announced it, uh, that the show is going to be from here with Jason and Katie. Stefan Perot, who hadn't clicked the big uh, StreamYard button, says, oh, God. I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, he used to hang out here as a kid, too. So He was working yeah, here a bit part time, right? Hockey, yeah, he, when he was up from Colorado. So he'd help us out with stuff. So right on, he's right gone on. a long ways in the hobby, too. Name, welcome to the show. We were texting earlier. Sorry we couldn't meet up. Uh, Scott is in the house. Hey, all looking forward to the great show. Thank you, Scott. Joe, I need a good Google map to know where the show is coming from. Check it out. Kelowna, British Columbia, Joe. Kelowna, BC. Austin, what is happening? Paul, good evening. Ernie, hello. Anonymous Facebook user. So listen, if you're watching on Facebook right now and you haven't gone to StreamYard.com and clicked the big blue button, I'm going to ask you to do that. It's on the ticker right now. You can see it right there. Go to StreamYard.com slash Facebook. Click on that big blue button, and that way we will know who you are, and it'll just make it more engaging to interact with you. So please go and do that. Sam, welcome as always. Legion Italia, loyal loyal viewer, listener, thank you so much for watching. What is up with you, my man? My old stomping grounds. That must be Stefan right there. Stefan, go to StreamYard.com slash Facebook. Click that big blue button, please. I'd appreciate it. Al G. Hey, everyone. Thanks to Jason and Katie for letting Jeremy stream from your store. Yes. Thank no you problem. so much. Thank yeah. Even Darcy, who's sitting right in front of us, has a post up. <laughs> One of the best stores out there. I agree, Darcy. You are in the background. Hello. Charles, welcome to the show. Thank you for loving the layout. This is the first time we're doing it live. We don't, we're not splitting the screens because Jay's, we're here. We're here. We're here, we're here in person. Yeah. So we're just going to do it like that. There's a Facebook user. Hello. Paul says, bigger question, will the Cup RPA join us? That's a great question, and um, we'll get to that during the that episode, maybe a little bit before it. Yamwax, Jeremy, your remote setup sounds great. Stream is perfect. Thank you for that feedback, Yam. Uh, actually, that's really good to hear. Thank you so much. A couple more uh, anonymous Facebook users. What's up, Dars? Agreed, one of the best stores around. And a hello, Jason. That's for you. Jay Pringle, excited for another episode. Thanks, Jason and Katie, for joining the show. Yeah, for sure. Jason, yeah. For sure you do. Name says, Jason and Katie are awesome. They've always been so friendly to me and made me feel so welcome since I've arrived in Kelowna. He was in the store today. Yeah, he told me. I, was, <laughs> I tried to meet him, but I couldn't yeah. come. We were just down to for brunch. Yeah. Ryan says, it's the place to go. And Terry's watching. Terry, good evening to you. All right, Jay, let's jump in. Yep. So kind of talked about how we know each other, but what's your sort of memory? How, how far do we go back in your mind? Pretty much you've been there at the Edmonton shows, the Toronto, Calgary, Vancouver, all the shows we do. Uh, my biggest memory, I think, with you is we were in a casino in Calgary or Edmonton or something on a show, and you had actually just acquired Hobby Insider that night. Oh, So we were actually sitting having a drink, and you were writing a, a welcome letter or whatever to to Hobby Insider So when you bought it. So I, I don't know what, was that eight that years was, ago? Was that, was, that was 2012 I acquired Hobby Insider, the message board site. And that was probably at the Summit it Show in Edmonton. Because I, I remember, now it's coming back to, I remember sitting in the restaurant at the hotel and actually doing that. Yeah. So 
Yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. Yeah, Glenn's in the house. Glenn, what is up? Jay, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show, everybody. I got to say, this is, again, I said it a few minutes, but I'm going to say it one more time. This is a ton of fun. It's kind of, I really feel like we're all, like Sports Cards Live is on the road right yeah. now. We're literally on the road. This is, it's hilarious. So um, thanks, everyone. Thank you guys for having the show here. Let's jump in. So the first topic we're going to talk about is we got this pandemic going on. It's changed everybody's lives, and obviously, it's had an impact on the hobby. We're seeing so many, we're seeing so many things going on in the hobby in terms of the value of, of all cards: basketball, hockey, baseball, football. Everything's going pretty nuts. But what I'm curious about, specifically to you, Jay, is you know how have you adapted to COVID? Because you're you're not open. You're you're even blocked off. Like 75 percent of your store is blocked off, so people come in. All they can do is really see the boxes on the shelf, maybe see some supplies, but they can't wander around the store. And how many square feet is this level, would you we're say? We're normally about 1,200 square feet, 1,300 square feet. Now we're operating about 300 square feet. So Yeah. So, yeah it's pretty so, tight. Yeah. So they got about, so, three, yeah, about 300 square feet here. But, uh, you know, once they're back up and running, you're going to, and you come down here, you're going to see there's, it's, there's, uh, there is a, just a ton of stuff in here, guys. So you're going to definitely want to check it out when you have a chance. But so in terms of adapting, you've changed the layout of the store. You've closed a bunch of it off. How has it been for you? And what are you doing to kind of pay your rent and try and keep your revenue up? So some people have been super understanding and been awesome. And they wait in line outside and they'll spray their hands or they wear a mask or whatever. And then some people are just the absolute so rude and crazy. And we had a guy the other days i don't we don't do covid and he <laughs> actually wished that our business closed because i wouldn't let him handle cards he's like i hope you guys go out of business so we've seen every extreme it's uh it's pretty crazy we've uh you know if you would have told me four months ago that the store was going to be closed for four months i would have thought i'd be looking for a new job right. <laughs> i honestly would have and uh so the hobby exploding cards going crazy money uh we started a, a facebook uh darcy's a good friend of both of ours and uh, one night he's like, hey, you got to check out this guy. He's auctioning cards on Facebook. And I'm like, okay, okay. And then the next day, hey, you got to check out this guy. He's auctioning cards on Facebook. I'm like, okay. So I went and looked. And the guy's just sitting there in his living room just auctioning cards off. I was like, oh, we can do that. It's a good way to talk to customers. And so that took off. We now do a, an auction show three nights a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, from 7 to 9 on our Facebook. We get 30 to 60 viewers in there. We've raised over $20,000 for charity Wow! from it, which is pretty, pretty crazy during this thing. So the charities have been, um, you know, Katie's amazing when it comes to like our Instagram and Facebook and marketing. So our Facebook blew up and then we actually got uh, her and Corey worked very hard and they got our website up to UDA standards. So they named us an heir to sell the wax. What's an heir? Uh, an heir is an authorized internet retailer. So you can sell their their waxes and boxes and cards online and the packs and stuff. Um, whereas there's only 12 guys in Canada or something, stores that can do it. Okay. Uh, and actually, we're going to announce tonight that we just got we just signed the deal to be the UDA for memorabilia. Oh, wow. So this Jordan piece you see behind us, the McDavid's, the Tyson, all that stuff is going to be on our website real quick with prices. Uh, and there's only about six shops in Canada that are able to do that. So it's pretty big up for us. Yeah. Um, but it's just been an eBay, of course. eBay's everybody's at home right now. So we've been just getting bombarded. Uh, so much of our day or our night consists of doing mail. Have you found that you're you're listing more cards on eBay to try and generate more revenue? Because yeah. you're not you're obviously not getting the walk in traffic that you're used to. You've always been selling on eBay. I, yeah. I know that just yeah. being a friend of yours. But 
are you, did you ramp that up? Like, did you go from a thousand listings to 10,000 listings kind of, absolutely, kind of thing? Absolutely. We had, uh, we just closed our, our one account. So we're now full-time player's choice Kelowna, but on the TO show account, we were running six to 10,000 auctions at a time. So wow. it was pretty, pretty crazy. Uh, now the player's choice one, you guys are going to see it ramp up and be big, but between like the website and Facebook and eBay, we keep calling this the warehouse now so that everybody i joke i'm like oh we're down at the warehouse because it's there's packing and boxes and stuff all right. over and this the store kind of looks like a, a tornado went off and through it you know so it kind of does actually it does it, it it's rough and we're embarrassed and there's people that come from alberta and they're used to hanging out with us i just saw jay on there and uh he hasn't been to the shop for a while but if he came in i know he'd look around and go what the yeah what, what, is, what is going what on in here? here um but really as long as people have been good and they they wash their hands, they clean the counters, they do whatever. We've been we've been good. Awesome. So yeah. you were just you were just uh kind of designated as an AIR, yeah. an authorized internet retail. So that's a big deal. Yeah, absolutely. And I thought it's cool that now you're you said you also are an an authorized representative for Upper Deck Authenticated for UDA, yeah. Upper Deck, Upper Deck Authenticated stuff. Which yeah. is which are these awesome huge pieces, on graph pieces. That that's a congratulations it's a good feather in our that's, yeah, yeah that yeah. says something that you've kind of elevated your status and yeah. uh the way you run in the business so in terms of the the facebook auctions that you guys are doing where can and actually i'm going to put it up here right now or we have it okay. up here on the ticker guys you can see um follow jason and kate on instagram at players choice sports facebook players choice sports so that's the name of their facebook page that's where you can go if you want to check out these auctions that they run on mondays wednesdays and fridays guys Check that out. Check out their Facebook group, and um, if you like it or whatever, you'll be able to see when that's all when that's all is happening. So, I guess my my next question, Jay, though, is real. I want to really touch on the revenue piece because yeah. you need to pay your rent. You and Katie got to eat, right? You got bills to pay. I eat well. Yeah, Jay's Jay, Jay's a good eater. Jay's a good eater, guys. Okay, but are you finding? Are you are you? Has your revenue taken a hit overall during COVID or, or have you have you kind of maintained or have based on your innovation and, you know, kind of adapting, are you even seeing better? And I don't know the answer to this. I'm, I'm wondering. Actually, with with everything coming in and all the different revenue streams and stuff, we're increasing in sales and sales have been better with the industry. And I know we're going to touch a little bit on the auction on those pieces later on. And that's helping drive, too. But I know if you if you guys. The people watching this site, I know everybody that's on here is a card guy or a memorabilia guy. They know what's happening in the market. Like we talked a little bit about it yesterday. Like yeah. there's cards selling for three, four, ten times what you're buying a, a month ago. So, yeah. Yeah. It's absolutely crazy, right? We're all pretty aware of what's going on right now in the hobby. I mean, it, it seems like every important card has really skyrocketed in value, whether it's doubling or 10x or we've seen 30x's on some cards along the way. All right. We got a few more people here. Billy. How are you doing? Are you? He's asking, uh -oh. are we live here? Because Jason can't figure out how to use the computer. <laughs> well, we were going to meet halfway, Billy, but I thought, you know, I'll just come all the way to Kelowna this and do this. This is the best way to do it. Exactly. Yeah. DJ's gaming, social distancing, boys. Yes, we we're are there. further. We are, see, we're not even an elbow <laughs> distance. Stefan is in the room. Stefan, testing the link. LOL, just hit the big blue button. Thank you, brother. Good to see you. Darcy says, thanks for the props, bro. You're, <laughs> hey, Darcy, you're welcome. Darcy's right over there. I love it. Bruce Findlay in the house. Welcome, Bruce. Bruce lives on the island. Nice. Hello, hey, boys. Bruce. Nice to see Jason here. Hi, Bruce. I'm in the background, buddy. Yes, you are. DJs, I wish I wish I was an AIR. Hey, man, something to strive for for anybody who isn't yet an AIR. Saban says, what's your eBay seller name? Uh, you might have set, just saw the ticker. Yes, there you go. It's in the ticker. And Jay says, I'm in town the second week of August. I'll be stopping by, of course. Perfect. Awesome. Awesome. So 
business is okay. Let's face yep. it, right? For you guys, you're doing it right. I'm, I'm sure you're not, I'm sure you're, I'm sure not every LCS is kind of maintaining. I wonder what percentage of them are actually thinking outside the box and doing the kind of things that you're doing to make sure that you're not seeing a decline in revenue. Let's face it, that's important in business, right? And we're in a hobby here that we're fortunate enough that people are not, um, they're not stopping spending their money on cards. It seems like they're spending more money on cards. And this is one of the few industries where I think that's the effect. So you're quite fortunate to be in this business. And the other thing is that your inventory has just gone up in value. So your balance sheet has gotten stronger and all you've done is cut off two thirds of your store and uh, spent a little bit more time in front of a camera yeah. and on eBay, right? But 16 hours a day still we're putting in. So we got, you know, the kids have been super patient. I got to give the, the kids prop. I know Maddie's probably watching. Uh, those nights are long sometimes and we will go two, three hours or we'll be down here for charity and Trin's sleeping on the floor and we're trying to raise money. We just raised money. Sean Anderson's probably on here. You know, we just raised over five grand for them, but it's a whole family thing for it. But it's 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 a lot of work, but it's it's paying off. Well, that's but, I mean, you know, that's awesome. But it's what's even just more awesome is that you're doing that. I mean, you're taking these cards and you're basically donating them to, to important causes. I mean, kudos to you for that. That's a that's how you get back in your community. That's how you make sure that you build deep roots here and stay strong. Right. Because when COVID's over. Or when social distancing is over and people are out and about again, um, you're going to be back home for business. Yeah. And now you're, I'm sure you've built a lot of goodwill in the community, right? I mean, well, and not that that's what you're doing it for. You want to give back, but it's a part of business too, right? To be good in your community. There's so many people on there that when they hear we're doing a charity event, like we did for Joanna's house where they're dropping stuff off, they're bringing stuff. I won't even notice that we mention it. And somebody will bring in an autograph jersey or pictures or a set of cars or we've got such a great group on our Facebook group and we joke and we laugh and we're like a bunch of kids and we have a giggle pot and all that stuff. There's such a good group. But when they've come to backing each other and raising money, you know, like Riley's out there and he's got juvenile diabetes, all of a sudden people just started, hey, auction this off or auction this off. And it takes five minutes out of our day to auction off a couple things and raise two, three, four hundred dollars in a five minute span. It's it's so good to see. Yeah, and it's just uh, it's been awesome. So yeah. you're you're doing the you're doing the the Facebook auctions Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Um, are you planning to do more of these charity events? And do you do them on a regular Wednesday, uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday night, or do you do them on a different night? We uh, we give up our revenue from the Friday night from the store auctions. We do it Friday night live from here because we can bring stuff in and it's better lighting and stuff like that. You can actually get us on camera, and uh, so we've give up on our revenue on that. And then on Wednesdays. When a new product comes out, like say ingrained or stature, whenever a new product comes out, we do those, we turn those nights into break nights. Okay. So it's possible whenever it is, we're always looking. I, you know what, if you got a family out there or friends or something, you guys, I'm telling you right now that needs money and needs something to help come see us, call us, make a call. You know, Sean did not want charity. He's like, Hey, I've got a box of cards. I need to sell them. I got to see my two premature boys. I mean, what are you going to do? I was like, well, let's sell them all and get you more money than you're getting, and we'll donate it. Like, it's yeah. not, I didn't want to take that money. Right. We wanted to put stuff in and add to it, and it's it's really a, a good thing to see, and it's yeah. fun. And our kids have really seen like the good in that. So I'm telling everybody, all your listeners right now, if you guys got somebody you need, don't be embarrassed. If there's a family out there that's been laid off because of COVID, or you're not working, or you can't afford shoes for your kids for basketball, or whatever, call us, text us. Call, call Jeremy and we'll get you the money. We'll help out. 
That's nice, no, that's man. pretty fair. That's you a know, pretty generous that's a offer. pretty pretty fair thing to do, right? That's, there's no eBay fees. There's no this. There's no something. You know, we can do what we can. That's really generous, so, Jay. Yeah. And I you know on behalf of of my viewers and subscribers, uh, thank you. But yeah. on behalf of you know, I won't I won't thank you on behalf of your own customers and and the people that they watch know. your show. They're yeah. watching it, but they know they know you're what you're trying to do here. That's great. Zach has a, good, a great question. He wants to know. Can you talk about how you accumulate inventory for your store? Did it come from your PC or did you borrow or raise capital then buy collection? So I'm just before before I let Jason answer this question, Zach, I have been setting up at shows at the same shows as Jason going on, you know, 12 to 15 years. And Jason was the guy and I'm, I'm going to you. You can expand on this, but I just want to share this one point at the end of the shows. And this is going back like 10 years ago. I, I remember. I'd be walking through the card show and there'd be a table filled with, with stuff. It wasn't Jason's table. And you know, an hour later I'd go back and the guy's packing up his knapsack and leaving. I'm like, where's your stuff? He's like, Oh, that guy over there from Kelowna bought my whole, bought everything. So Jason is the guy that buys your whole table. He doesn't just come and buy, I'll take that card, that card, that card, and that card. He'll just say, give me a price for everything. I'll take it all. We want it all. We want, we it, want all. it all. We've bought, uh, you know, Dean's retired now, but we've, we bought collections everywhere and everything. We've been in basements and storage lockers and sheds. And we've flown into the Toronto. We fly to the Toronto show with our bins and we ship back. Last time we got three skids back. So it's three full skids of stuff back. So we're always looking to buy. I'm not going to leave you with your crappy pro set and take your Rexy rookies. We'll take it all. But we buy it. We buy it all. So uh, it's, it's a great question. I mean, when we started the store, we had our own PCs, which would have been like hardly anything. And now... We've got a 10 by 30 full and an upstairs full and this full. I just sold a C-can full of comics. I mean, we buy it all. So uh, if you guys got a collection out there, man, get a hold of us. We'd, we'd like doing that. And if, if you're if you're a subscriber of Sports Cards Live before you knew Player's Choice, talk to me first about that collection <laughs> and then go to Jay. Jeremy will buy the high-end stuff. You, I'll you buy like, it too. Yeah, I buy it yeah, too. You, I buy, you buy ball collections. I, I do That's all the time. That's the only way to do it. Well, right? it's, it's, a yeah. great, it's a great way to yeah. – uh, the reason I buy collections is because I love setting up a card show. I don't do it for a living. I do it as a hobby, but I travel to card shows. I need to cover my expenses. And I love I love wheeling and dealing at card shows and, and meeting people. And so just, much fun. It, it's it's the most fun thing in the world. I, I love it. Like I card show weekends to me are the best weekends there are. If so you haven't been to the Toronto show, you gotta go. I, I mean Dale, almost every Dale show puts here. on a great show in Vancouver. He really does. The the Alberta shows are good, but the Toronto show is uh, it's, it's like it's like Christmas, right? You walk yeah. in there, you get goosebumps. You look around, you're just like, "This is nuts." I it's mean, amazing. We took our son this year for his first time, and he he was just gobsmacked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was crazy. Yeah. It is, it is awesome. Scott says it's brutal to hear of the customer who is unwilling to abide by the COVID rules. No that's doubt, and bad. you know that's not the kind of customer you want. Eli, welcome to the show. Hope you're doing well as well. Who else we got here? This, yeah, Michelangelo says this is one great dude. Yeah, Jason is a great dude, no doubt about it. Ryan from Edmonton says hello. Hello, Ryan. Welcome to the show. Hey, Ryan. Do you guys ever travel to the USA? I'm 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 guessing you're kind of wondering to buy or to set up at shows. Michelangelo, do you have you ever we, done any business there? We go. We do the Upper Deck Conference. Like they'll have us in or Panini. We do all those big like conference shows, but we've never gone to set up. It's just been too much inventory or this or that or a little bit of mix. Like we're we're not those guys that set up with one showcase. We usually have, well, you know, we have tons of inventory. We've been looking at that a little different. I was actually going to go to the national this year just to buy. I had a yeah. buddy that we were going to take his motorhome down and fill up and, uh, but that didn't work out. So maybe next year. Wouldn't yeah. be the worst idea, man. There's a, 
so much stuff. Than I mean, the Expo in Toronto is is not as big as the National in Chicago, Cleveland, Baltimore, Atlantic City, wherever that goes through its cycle. But the Expo in Toronto, if you like, you know, it, it's a ton of cards. It, it's it's you know, it's probably like 80, 75, 80 percent hockey. But the basketball component has been and baseball has been growing over the last few years quite nicely. So you can find pretty much whatever you want there. Uh, the pro set bashing. Mike Truman says the pro set bashing for shame. It's kind of funny how pro set has become the brand that we all identify in hockey. At least we identify that early '90s uh, mass production era by. It's like when you own a store, you do. see it by. I see truckloads of it. Okay, I'm so sure. you can you can bash it at a point. It 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 does get there. It it's a lot of it. awesome. Yeah. Name says you guys are awesome, deserving of everything coming your way. That's Name. great. Anonymous Facebook user says, uh, Jason loves buying tables at shows. I know. Yes, he, I guess we both have some firsthand experience there seeing him do that. Zach says, great work on all the charity work. You get what you give. Sounds like your store is very successful, and that is a big reason why. I mean, it's certainly going to help them coast through COVID and get past it. And, uh, you know, Kelowna is a pretty awesome community. I mean, what's the population? About 150,000 in, in Kelowna and West Kelowna we together? Say- 200,000 in the summer and 100,000 in the winter, but yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, in, it's yeah. in there. It's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's a, you know, a 30 minute drive in the summer and a 10 minute drive from the winter, but yeah, 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 it's, it's such a different community, but right on Steve Elmore. Good evening. Welcome to the show. Sam says, Jason sold me a second year Crosby limited logo with a slightly faded autograph, but one of my favorites in my collection at the Toronto show. There you go. Maybe you I remember, remember Sam. that card. You that was remember. such a sad collection. I bought, it was all cop, but the lady had it in the sunroom. Oh, no. Oh, like a whole room of 0506 cup. So tip to everybody watching. I mean, you should know this by now, collectors yeah. out there, but keep your autographs in the dark. Do not put them on display in the sun. <laughs> Even, you know what? I once bought a card back. This is funny. Panini put out a product called Dominion, and within it was a stick side signature set. And it's a beautiful set from 11, 12, I think. And I built this set. It's like 30 cards. Each card is numbered to 25. And before I decided to collect the whole set, I had an Alexander Ovechkin card. And I I traded it at the expo to, to you, Darcy, right? Traded it to you. You sold it to some guy. And then I went on. I said, you know, I'm going to collect this whole set. Well, I'm down to one card I need for like five years. And it's that Alexander Ovechkin card. What do you know? One day it shows up on eBay and I go through my records and it's the same card that I sold to Darcy that or traded to Darcy. Darcy sold at the expo. Anyway, it comes back and I go and I put it with the rest of my set. I'm like, this card's like it's pinkish almost. So whoever had it for all those years must have left it out in the sun on a, on a shelf in their bedroom. Who knows where? And the sun actually changed the color of the card itself slightly, but noticeably. So again, tip to everybody, keep your cards in the dark. If you're going to display them, make sure the sun is not shining directly on them. See, we like to do the odd public service announcement here on Sports Cards Live, right? It just eats the ink. And it'll it'll make that ink will will fade over time. And now you really have a card that to me is, is worse than if it wasn't even autographed in the first place. Some of them, that one he's talking about was still there. Like it, was it still depends like how auto, bad it but is. But there's some that is, like it's gone. Yeah. Like it'll just eat it right away. There for sure. We are. see the odd picture that I might not have noticed in here sometimes with the light or sun on it. And I'll walk by and be like, man, where's the autograph? Where's the autograph? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, that that's where yeah. you see. It's funny. Right now we're seeing inventory going up in value just by the passage of time. Meanwhile, there's other ways oh, there's where your inventory can go down or you, or you buy a, a 7980 OPG set, and as you're putting it away, you snap the Gretzky rookie in half and crease it right down the middle. I did that today. 
Yep. Okay, so that's a good way to start the day. Yeah, good way to start the day. All right, what does Billy say? Jason and Katie do an amazing job with their charity work. Has he ever thought to sell any of the products I build to help make money? Because I never see him <laughs> selling my products. So anyone who's watching, and you, I mean, both the, the viewers of Sports Cards Live and your auction viewers know who Billy is. Because Billy, Billy is a product manager at Upper Deck. He's a great dude. And he hangs out in your auctions. He's all, there all the time, all trolling the time. everybody, bugging us, having fun. But I feel so bad because it, I can swear when I put a leaf card or something up, then Billy tunes in. Yeah. Like, it's like we'll have like all this, the cup card and series one, series two, then a leaf card hits and then Billy logs in. And, then and it's like, oh, it's just, it never fails. <laughs> We're going to do a night to Billy, you guys. I told you this. We're gonna, we'll put it on the air here. We're going to do a night to Billy. We'll do about 30 auctions, all stuff he built. And he can tell us about the products as we as we do them. That so, is a so be killer a fun, idea, be a man. Idea. Did you just decide so, that? Did you come up? We right talked now? about it a little bit before, and uh, he gave us a cheat sheet of what he did, and I keep forgetting. So I think I actually took a screenshot, so I know what products. He's, you know, what series one, series two is the best product on the market. I don't care what anybody says for a hobby point of view. It's affordable. Everybody loves it, uh, you know, and he does cup too. So yeah. you can't go wrong with no. either of those products. Cannot Some of the wrong. other stuff, I don't know. <laughs> we always bug him about those orange faced uh, out of uh, conchures or whatever those, what were those things? Not the platinum portraits. No, the red the... ones, the red thermal somethings. Oh, Wait, yeah. He, I forget what they're that's called. That's what it is. Yeah. I know the one. Yeah. There were cards from the 90s that looked a lot like yeah. those too. Yeah. yeah. Jeff wants to say, hey, Jeremy and Jason. Jeremy, yes, Jeff, I am on vacation. My folks live in Cologne. I've been vacationing here every summer since probably 1998 when they moved out here. So yeah, it's a it's a great place. And that's how I one of the reasons why I know Jay so well because I come to this store every summer. Going on, like I said, uh, since you opened, pretty much, years. yeah. Because I'm like most of you guys watching, right? We're, we all have this in common. Whenever we travel, what are, you know, you got You need a hotel, you need restaurants, and you need a card shop, right? You got to know where's the card shop. Where are we going to go? Because it's a vacation, but. We collectors, we want to go to the card shops. And I found this store pretty quick when I first came here. Steve says, wish I could go to a big show. Steve, make it happen one way or another. Make it happen if you can. Yeah, yeah it is awesome, Sam, that he remembers that deal with you for sure. Scott's like, you did what to a Gretzky yeah. rookie card? Yeah. yeah, it's a... Show them your fingers. He's got, he's got, he's got fat fingers, it's, you know? You no, know, it was in the box. I bought it outside on the tailgate, social distancing. There was customers in here. So I didn't want to have too many people in here. And I bought the card today. And as I was talking to the guy, the card slid down as I closed the box. And it was in like an old yellow top loader. Like, yeah. Oh, and I it know. broke right in half. And I heard this crack. And I'm like, what is that? And I opened the box oh, and the Gretzky no. is folded right around the it's edge. It's the Gretzky. Right so it went from a six to a two. So six to a one and a half, maybe. Yeah. Still a KSA. Still, still a Gretzky rookie. It's still, <laughs> still a KSA. Okay. Come on now. Come on now. We, <laughs> Sorry well, if KSA I like to say we. there's really no rules for this show. The rules are we're, we don't we don't bash anybody. And I'm not saying about we don't, no, we don't bash. Don't we're nice to everybody. You know, that's the guy. And we try not to swear. Jay promised me he was going to do his best not to swear. Tonight, that's the hard one. That's a hard one for him. Yeah. But you're doing great otherwise so far, man. Thank you so much. All right. Jay Servianto says, went to Kelowna for biking at Myra Canyon. If I had known about your store, I would have stopped by. Well, that's great. That's what the show is good. Now you do. Thermal Threats. That was the name of the card. That was the name of the card. Those are ugly. Uh, DJ's Gaming says that MJ Auto looks a little faded. I can tell it's you right sharp now. sharp and black. It is bold as can be. That autograph is in perfect condition. And Steve also says, I have to get more into hockey. Been mostly a baseball, football, basketball fan, and a little soccer. Yeah, Steve, I mean... I'm a hockey first and foremost. Uh, this store, you know, any store in Canada, most collectors in Canada are, but, you know, the Raptors, the Blue Jays, they've converted a lot of us into 
collectors of those sports. Myself, I've probably bought more basketball in the last two years than I bought anything else. So, you know, we are adapting. I encourage you to come over and check out hockey. I think there's a lot of opportunity in it and a lot of great players and the history is amazing. It's a fun, you know, it's, I say it's, it's kind of like basketball and that it's super fast action. And I'm, I'm not trying to tell you what hockey is. I'm sure, you know, but what I love about it is the fast action. It's back and forth, back and forth, oftentimes, right. Yeah. Where basketball is too. The only difference is we're not seeing scores of 110 to 108. We're seeing scores of three to one or five to two or that kind of thing. So you don't get as many scoring opportunities and, and actual goals or scoring. But uh, when you do have them, they're super important. And that, that's really awesome. The players are a lot more approachable, too. They are way easier going guys than other sports. Yeah, you've had a and lot of them. Through yeah, we've done a lot, of, a lot of signings and stuff like that. There's 92 players that live in Kelowna. 90, so, you hear that? 92. So, so there's a lot of guys we see. So 92 NHL players live or have homes here because, I mean, you can uh, – this is it's it's, it's awesome. it. This might be the most beautiful part of all of Canada, right here, literally. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. I, I know Bruce is going to say, "No, no, it's it's Vancouver <laughs> Island, right?" Don't have to pay a ferry to get there. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. You're not yeah. you're not trapped on yeah. the island on that. Yeah. But it's awesome over here for sure. Name says, "I held back tears when that happened. Felt bad for everyone." Was he here when the Gretzky uh, got in? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was talking about it. Eh? Yeah. yeah. Okay, Greg. Wait, there is no swear. Greg, when you come on the show, and Greg, you are coming on with me on August the 15th. Guys, Greg Cohn is a product manager for Leaf Trading Cards. You've seen his products, and he's a great dude. He's going to join me on August the 15th, Greg. Get yourself ready. And, yeah, we got maybe we'll just do a smell jar, a uh, swear jar for you there, uh, there, Greg. Steve says, I watch Red Cape Sports, an, an awesome channel. Yeah, I've seen I – uh, I know of Red Cape. Red Cape, I believe, is out of Ontario, and uh, Frank – Frank or Ferris is, uh, I believe, is a is a guest on there quite regularly. Ernie says he shoot, he score. That's 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 why they shoot so they can score. All right. Thank you everybody for the comments uh, and the questions. Awesome, awesome stuff. That's the way this show runs. So, Jay, I wanted to touch on. Um, oh, and that might be it right there. So you guys were honored with an award from Upper Deck not too long ago. Absolutely. And it's called the Steve James. Is that it right there? That's Katie's. Uh, mine might have hit the floor. So you guys each so, got one so of these. We each got one of these. That's yeah, yeah, you can look. They're pretty nice. So this is an award that that Players Choice was awarded, uh, and they gave, they're personalized. It actually says to Katie, and I guess you're said to Jason. Yeah. It's uh, it's for tireless efforts in engaging customers with interactive programs and improving the hobby for future generations. Like that's killer, man. That's pretty awesome. Congratulations to both of you, North that's... America wide from Upper Deck, and only one recipient to this yeah, each year. One per year. Uh, we were in Orlando, and it was funny because Chris. I don't know if Carlin's on here or not, but he was he was telling the story. Like they get up and they and they talk about it, and. Um, you there know, you go. What they talk about and what happened, like why we won it. And he's like, Oh, and these people took 29 people to the all star game. And I said to Katie, I'm like, Who took our idea? We took 20 people to the draft. <laughs> and so I was choked. So I was sitting there, and then he starts talking again. I'm like, Man, this sounds an awful like us. And then it was us. So he misspoke. It was he said the all star game, but it was we we had run a golden ticket uh, promo last year for the draft, and we took 20 customers to the to the draft because the draft was, it was in, in Vancouver. Vancouver. So we had draft bags and people and special time with Stanley Cup and meeting great with Quinn Hughes, and uh, it was super fun. But it was just like I was so I've been trying to win that award for so many years ever since they've been honoring it. And then I thought we were so close and I thought somebody stole it from us. And I was just like, I'm so great. And then he kept talking like, oh, maybe that is us. And, that, yeah, and it was. So, it was so pretty, you had no idea so, this award was no, coming. No, they just pounced it on you. Yeah. And that's pretty wicked. I mean, 
I've been, I'll, I'll tell you, like, you know, since I started doing this show, which was middle of April, um, I've noticed so much more online content. And when I saw what you were doing with the auctions, and I think I was watching the first couple, maybe I missed the first or first and second, but I was in there watching the, maybe the third time you did it. I thought to myself, wow, what a great idea. Because again, back to the, the first topic we had, you know, you're not open, but you're finding a way to still bring in revenue, which you need to run your business right. and to pay your mortgage and all that kind of stuff. So that's and know, to keep customers meet and greet and interactive. That's it and too, right? Contests and promos and, and prizes. You never know what we're just about to announce uh, a big autograph out of um, stature got pulled. We're going to be doing a promo for our uh, Twitter feed or sorry, our uh, YouTube uh, what are we subscribers right on so we're gonna be doing that that's cool so i mean i think a lot, big part of it if i'm not mistaken in terms of bringing you guys the bigger online presence and this is kind of a a tip not to share your secrets but you know hey let's face it we're we're, we're here live publicly you know anyone else out there who has a shop you know you might if you're not doing this already you might want to boost up your ebay you might want to look at some other options for Finding ways to sell cards online. I mean, there's lots of options out there, and uh, I don't certainly don't want to give away your trade secrets, but I don't think it is. And I think we want to see the we want to see the whole there. hobby thrive anyway, right? The more thriving there is, the better. We're all family. Uh, as we when we go to these shows, and especially like the UDA conference, and like Billy and Diane, like everybody out there, we always look. At, I see those guys more than I see my family. Like I see you more than I see, like you know what I mean. So yeah. like I hate missing these shows, and I'm so bitter when the expo gets canceled and this and this because it is you know like kenny durr and i like we might not talk very often throughout the year but when we're at the shows like you hang out you have dinner drinks whatever it's like you catch up and you're so, even when you're just walking the aisles yeah. looking to, looking for cards you see everybody you're stopping having conversations i i say it almost every episode if you're not someone who comes to the card shows you got to start coming to the card shows because the card shows are awesome and they're a great place to really you know, create and uh, nurture and strengthen relationships and really make friends. I've, I, I, know, I know I'm like a broken record. I talk about it all the time, but it's true. Like several of my closest friends are through the hobby. And when I look at my, when I look at my, my friends on Facebook, I actually created a, a, a subgroup, a friends list, I think it's called, called the hobby. And I've got like almost 300 people that are my Facebook friends that are in my hobby group. Yeah. And so it's like, that's a lot of people. It's a lot of people. It's a lot of people. And that's just people I know through the hobby, friends and acquaintances and people that I maybe don't even know, but have friended me or I've friended them along the way. So, well, at, at the expo, it probably takes you like me. It takes you like a half an hour to walk to the bathroom, to the bathroom. because you, everybody's, oh, I got this and this or buy my booth or talk to this or that. And sometimes it just takes forever. I've been gone so long. I don't go to the bathroom, come back. And it's like, oh, I got to go. And Katie would be like, what? Yeah, <laughs> you got, it's almost risky yeah. going to the bathroom because you might miss actual deals at your booth, whether yeah. it's buying or selling. So, but one of the things in terms of getting you guys really ramped up online, I believe Katie had a like. Right, let's she's, give some credit where it's due. Right, amazing with all that stuff. I mean, because you're pretty useless I'm, with the computer. I, I'm not. I you know what? I've been selling on eBay since like '97. I figured out that the old dial-up, the old scanner stuff. Right. That's about as far as I've ever really gone so like yeah. it's so nice to to have her around and be like hey katie can you cut and paste this or do this or this this and she just flies at it and the, i watch her when we're setting up the brakes and running all our webs our new website is all attached to our till which is attached to the like everything's attached together Your point of sales all, all, our, all yeah so like like somebody will come in and buy into a break and she scans something there and they're in the break on that wednesday night i don't know how 
works, but it was pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah. So good for I Katie. kept the old till upstairs just yeah. for, in case. As a memento. <laughs> no, we're... just in case she goes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we're going to swap out Jason for Katie shortly, and we're going to talk to Katie about like being a woman in this male-dominated industry. She's got a lot of good things to talk about there. Katie, pressure's on. No, I'm just kidding. I see you taking some notes. So that's great to see. Let's see what else we have for comments, guys. Yeah, Frank is a cool guy, Steve. That's great. Red Cape is out of Windsor. Awesome. Great guys. Wicked, wicked. Steve says, Jeremy, check out Sports Card Investigator. Awesome guy and channel. He was a former DEA agent. So that's, I am familiar with Sports Card Investigator. That's another YouTube channel. I do, I do consume as much uh, YouTube content, like hobby content as I can. I want to see what everyone else is up to. And there's so much good stuff. There's so much interesting uh, stuff out there. I've got, I got my favorites. If you go to the, if you go to the main uh, channel for Sports Cards Live, you'll see on the right hand side. I've actually got my favorite YouTube channels are, are 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 named right there. And if you're someone who I don't have named there, but we communicate, let me know, and I'll throw you in there because I just, you know, I haven't updated in a little while. But it's a, it's a. There's so much good stuff out there right now, especially with with the state of the world and not getting out. And let's face it, well. There's very little live sports now. There's been none for the longest time. A lot of our favorite TV shows haven't created new seasons. So if you're looking for stuff to watch to kill time or, you know, to Netflix and chill, I'd say hobby content and chill. That's your that's a new thing to do. So check that out for sure. Uh, Ryan says, I hear there's a sweet card for that YouTube page contest. I'm sure there is too. It was on his podcast. We pulled it. So he, he, so he knows what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Steve says, yeah, sports cards are, absolute, are absolutely on fire. Yes, they are. Anonymous Facebook user says, missed doing shows with Jason. Had some really good times. Great. And if you're still an anonymous Facebook user, I'm going to put this on the ticker right now. Go to StreamYard.com slash Facebook. Click the big blue button. You only have to do that ever once. And then whenever you're commenting on on Facebook to uh, one of these multi-stream type of, type of shows, you will not need to do it again. And they will see who you are. And it just makes it a bit more uh, engaging. Another one says, Greg, get to work. It's been like four months since you have released a hockey product. <laughs> there you go. Greg, get to work. And DJ's Gaming wants a shout out for Katie, Katie, Katie. Awesome stuff. So, Jay, let's move on to our next topic. So, I wanted to hear Jason's opinion on what's going on in the hobby because it's such an interesting topic right now. And let's face it, we all know the hobby's on fire. But specifically, we've seen in recent months and even weeks, we've seen there's four big like public auction sales that really stick out in my mind. We had, and you could go back even to last year when the, the Michael Jordan 97, um, the Fleer metal precious metal gems green out of 10 sold for 350,000 us dollars. And then a month later, the Tom Brady gold contenders, rookie auto rookie ticket auto Huge. sold for 400,000 us dollars. And right there, we're all like, wow, the hobby has reached a new level. Fast forward a year or so, in earlier this year, I forget when it was exactly, but that Mike Trout rookie card out of five, 2000, I think it was a 2009 Bowman 2000, Prospect, yeah. sold for $923,000 US dollars. That was a new all-time high for a modern card. Amazing, right? That The hobby is getting on the map. Well, what do you know? Literally, just, a, just last weekend, and we had the special episode on Sports Cards Live on Monday, the LeBron James Ricky Patch Auto Gold out of 23 from 2003 Exquisite, hard signed auto with a piece of mem- of game a piece of player worn memorabilia, a three color swatch, sold for 1.845 million dollars. And to a lesser extent, but still important, just last month 
we in June we had two big hockey cards sell. We had the the BGS ten Sidney Crosby from the Cup number to ninety nine, one color patch, but a BGS ten sold for one hundred and twenty five thousand two hundred dollars. And within a week of that, I think it was a few days earlier, the Connor McDavid Cup rookie patch auto numbered ninety seven of ninety nine. So his jersey numbered. I forget the grade. Do you remember? I think it was. It was a nine, nine or a nine five. I think it was a nine. BGS nine or nine five. So I know there's a big difference there, but whichever it was, it was 97 of 99, yeah. that card. And I don't remember the exact price. It was like $130,000, yeah. maybe even a bit more. Yeah. One, yeah. One something. One. It was in the, as one, soon as it's over a hundred, you're like, yeah, it's the player all, better deliver it to me for that. Right. Price. Yeah, that's, that's, the that's what I was, I was like, right. you, I pay for a lot of signings and we do lots with players and stuff. It's like, Bring me this card. Bring me that card. Bring me that card. (laughs) Yeah. So we've had all these sales that I just listed off to the audience, guys. And really, and if you watch the episode I did on Monday, which was the reaction episode with Carvin Chung and Josh Johnson, I actually showed on the screen the Today Show. The ladies on the Today Show talked about the sale of this LeBron James card. Now, they're broadcasting to millions of people, tens of millions of people, and they're doing that, you know, daytime TV. So I'm not trying to stereotype but let's face it a lot of women watch the today show and like that was the audience that saw this and they're going to talk to their kids their husbands their sons their friends and say hey i saw this thing this basketball card sold for 1.8 million dollars doesn't your husband have that or i mean i'm not again let's face it there aren't as many women in the hobby and we're going to get to that specifically today so the timing is right but the fact that the today show talked about it it's putting our hobby under the spotlight and that's awesome. So the point of all this lead up, Jay, is that I believe there's a trickle down effect of these big auctions and we're seeing it with other cards values going up and sale prices going up. I want to know what are, how are you sort of are you seeing the same thing I'm seeing? And and what just what's your perception of all this and your perception on the business of these mega sales that we've seen? If if I had a dollar every time I said crazy in a day, <laughs> it, it is, it's nuts. It is absolutely on fire. It's crazy. I always go back to the Gretzky 10 that sold for what, 480 or whatever. 461,000. Yeah, like, so so that's I, a long time ago I know, already. But I always go back to that to show because the day that happened, my phone lit up. My Facebook lit up. Hey, I've got Gretzky. It's a half million dollars. And people, friends, and no offense if i got any friends watching or family or non-card people, but there's a big difference between graded and raw, yeah. but they don't understand that. And so fast forward to this new stuff, it's going crazy. And the LeBron sells for that. I get a text in the morning from my mom. Hey, I know you got a lot of cards on there. Do you got this one? It's like, no, mama. Sorry. I wish we had that one, but we don't, but it, it is really important to stores like us and people in the hobby because not everybody can afford 180 or 1.8 million. Not everybody can afford $144,000. Not everybody can even afford a twenty thousand dollar card. Not but, everybody but can it, afford a thousand dollar card. Exactly, but or a five hundred. Like, you said perfect. Like the trickle down effect of the people that are like, "Oh, I want a Connor card, but I can't afford a hundred grand." You know how many twenty dollar, thirty dollar, eighty dollar Connors we sold after that? Do you know how many like are people are coming in looking for LeBron James right now? Like his Prism set, his nineteen twenty Prism base card. It's like a twenty five dollar card now. We were selling those sets for twenty dollars pre COVID. Like for the whole for the whole set. set, like the base cards, the the Tom Brady's, that stuff. It's 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 really put into effect, like the higher end stuff. I know a lot of you guys are probably hockey guys, so we don't really have that 
in the market, like you'll see a cup Gretzky base card go for 40 bucks or 60 bucks or whatever, but you don't, you just don't see what's happening with the other sports, but you're pulling all your Kobe's, you're pulling all your Brady's, you're pulling. So it's making it better for everybody else because everybody all of a sudden has got value in their hobby. They can trade it. They've got, they don't have to go chase it as hard. Uh, and it gives you dreams. I mean, you buy, I've got, I just pulled a Jason Dominguez refractor rookie Ottawa to Bowman. And I mean, that card's a pretty big card. I got it graded in I-5. I think I'm going to hold it because I mean, in 10 years, if, that, if he turns out being like Trout or something like that, it could be 100 grand or 200 grand or whatever. I mean, that's that's a big, big jump. So it's really helped us all out. Like, I know there's some super bitter people, and, and you and I talked about yesterday. We tried to keep the hobby positive and what we want people to see. So it's like, just keep looking at the positive. There's there's people with that money, and they're buying it. Don't be jealous. Just go buy something that you can afford and get into it. I always say they're like used cars. Yeah. Like, really? Like, you can't afford that Grexky 9. I, I just sold my share of Grexky 9. I got a Grexky 8.5. I just got a ridiculous offer on it. I might sell it and end up with a 7. Like, like it's you just stick with, with what you can afford and what you can enjoy. And But the, the trickle-down effect and the people in it and the marketing and the people, and I, you see it everywhere. You see it on Sportsnet or whatever. They'll be talking about a hockey card. It's free advertising. It's free marketing. It's use it like yeah. all the st- store owners i know raise on there and stuff now like advertise that brady went out there and the lebron even if you don't sell football and basketball cards right and you know we're seeing we're seeing it across like all the sports too you mentioned hockey but it's i mean we do have we do have basketball viewers we got baseball football viewers and we're seeing it across all the sports are you do you feel like we're seeing it on the superstars alone or are we seeing it on across all players to an extent like has everything gone up in value everything everything the problem the problem i don't like with what it's causing is almost everybody's selling the future now like you used to be able to get in and buy a young gun for five and hope it went to 50 or 100 whatever but now everybody's like oh that young gun could be 50 bucks like jack hughes started at like 125 now he's at 40 bucks or something that happens every year with you so it does yeah so it'll level out i mean it's it's nuts that mcdavid's selling like what twelve hundred dollars for nine fives right now yeah i mean we were selling yeah, we were pe- selling for five hundred bucks. Right, not, not too long, three months ago. Not too long ago, a PSA ten McDavid Young Gun was a five hundred dollar card. Yeah. Now it's like a twelve hundred dollar card, and I, and a lot of people were like, "I'm going to wait for it to come down." You know what? People do that all the it's time. Not, You're going to wait for it to come down. And right now, I believe there are a lot of people who are not buying a Gretzky rookie. They're not buying a LeBron James rookie. Maybe not buying a Tom Brady rookie or a Mike Trout because they're waiting for them to come down. And I'm not saying they're not coming down because I'm not going to claim to predict the future. But I've always said my whole hobby career, my whole hobby life, when you see a card you want, you know, you buy it. Don't try and time the market because you may just never get priced in. And if you're never priced in, then you're losing out on future gain. Now, I'm not saying to, you know, spend yourself into debt or you know, or, or take food off your plate or don't clothe your kids. I'm just saying if you can afford it, buy the best you can at that time and maybe don't try to time the market because you may just get that wrong and then you're just you're, you're just SOL for lack of a better term and you and you have regret. You look back and think, I wish I bought that. You know, I, I look at what cars are selling for all the time. We all want to turn the clock back one year. We all want to turn the clock back one year. Nobody watching this show wouldn't love to go back Go One, back a year. Never go back mind a year. Grexky rookies just go went back. up 30 points in. You're right. 
You can a go week. back. You can go back a month, <laughs> and you know what? It's almost like it's, never mind a month. You can go back ten day, ten to fourteen days, absolutely, and double your money on something. Crazy. The so ghosts this, are never going down. That's I, I, I think you're right for the most part. I think you're right. I think you're right. What ha- What? And I've done this a hundred times on the show. I think what's happening is you're we're throughout throughout the hobbies future and past. You see, you, you're going to see, and you've seen it goes up. It comes down a little bit. But not down to where it was. Then it goes up, and then it comes down. It goes up. It's like it's one of those graphs, and but it keeps doing that. But I think, yeah, it keeps on doing that if you smooth it out. And I think what's happened is the the foundation that supports this hobby is so much stronger now because of new entrants into the hobby. And I think with 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 the pandemic, we've seen so many new people come in because they're not spending money on sports gambling and travel and other luxury items. They're now going to convert to full time collectors, even when COVID goes away. So. That's uh, that's why I believe that the foundation is strengthened and a lot of these new levels are going to be supportable, even if they do cycle a little bit along the way. It can't go up forever. That's just the fact. It, it cannot go up forever, but it can it can trend upwards forever. And there's a difference there. The, so. the new stuff scarier. Well, like Connor, me, me, like Connor McDavid, if you do, it's possible Connor stuff could go down. But it's going to go down for a reason, like something happened in his career or whatever, right? But where the proven Hall of Famers and retired goats and stuff, what's what's ever going to happen that that's going to draw that stuff down? It's right. not. If you, I always tell people, if you see Grexy rookies all of a sudden start dropping or whatever, there's way worse than COVID and everything going on. Like your people are starting to buy water and food, right? So you might right. as well like. There's no. I've been buying PSA nine Lemieux up like a lot of them lately, and I'm up to like sixteen, eighteen hundred a pop now on those things. I mean, I used to like you could buy that stuff. I wasn't even selling tens for that much, right? To you know, so the market has really changed on the old stuff. Um, but the new stuff is a little scarier, and I get the risk. Can you pull a five thousand dollar card and you want to sell it right away and you get your money? And if you need the money for your kids' shoes or whatever, do it. Yeah, what I'm finding happening is that the new player, the new players' cards, or the the young, let's just call it like the guys, the rookie year, the rookie cards of, of this year and the last couple of years. Players who don't yet have, say, championships, they don't have 10 years under their belt, they don't have any individual, maybe they have some individual awards, but let's face it, they're still young. They may not have a 20-year career or even a 10-year career. A lot of these players, their cards are selling for what the equivalent player, like yeah. like veteran is selling for. So yeah. like, like, you know, we've got, we've got cards like LeBron James and Kobe Bryant's that are selling for the same amount as a Michael Jordan card or something like the same kind of comparable rookie are selling for it's it's yeah. we're seeing it right now. If not even more Connor McDavid cards can sell for the same amount as a Gretzky card can sell Kirby Doc selling for more than Iserman. That's my issue. See, that's an issue. That's, that's my promise. Cause you're, you're prospect prospecting too much. So those are the guys that I'm very leery on and I'm, I'm happy to sell. And you know what? There's going to be a guy that takes off and, and you're going to be regret that you sold it. And you just collect what you collect and collect who you afford. And that's, you know, but like to see what's going on with those true goats, that stuff's, it'd be it's pretty gold. bad. Well, and the box, you know, what's turned into absolute nuts is the boxes, sealed boxes. Yeah. Like Panini, Hobby, like Prism and stuff. Like, yeah. Like, but we can't get it. Everybody thinks, oh, being a hobby. I don't know if you've had this conversation on here. I'll tell you right now. If you own a hobby store, you can't get everything you want. Like we order 200, 300, 400 boxes. Sometimes we get two or three or none. So don't be thinking we're holding it in the basement and all these stores and stuff. It, it's just not true. They don't make it. 
we order more than what comes in a can. And I know Wayne's does and Moe's and everybody big store orders that. And then you just get what you're allowed. You get what you're allowed. Yeah, right. Yeah. And my understanding is that uh, getting Panini basketball products into Canada right now is next to impossible. They're just Super not shipping scarce. it. And we're not talking about that in, in detail tonight, but uh, I've, I've seen some talk about that on Twitter and so yeah. forth. So, all right, let's see some more comments here from the, from the viewers. Greg says Lumber Kings Vibrance, which I haven't heard of yet, and Pearl Hockey are coming. Young Stefan. Stefan was the one who said earlier, Greg, we need more hockey products. So Greg from Leaf, who will be my guest on August the 15th, is telling us what is coming out. Greg, we look forward to seeing those products. Scott says, I was questioning my 100 Patrick Waugh stature purchase. Six figures blows my mind, right? I mean, that's the thing. We're all, we all come from different uh, places, right? We all have our own unique personal situation. We can't all afford everything. When you see a card sell for $1.8 million, I mean, it blows my mind. I mean, $1.8 million, am I going to make that amount of money in my lifetime? I mean, hopefully, who knows? Time will tell. But it's just ridiculous to think about these prices that are being paid for cards. And especially if you come from, if you come from a place where, putting out a hundred dollars is significant and that's most people. So, you know, I, I totally get it. And, and it, but, but Scott, I mean, I got to think and speaking to you directly talking about the hundred dollar car, like, does it not make you feel sort of good that you can buy cards <laughs> for so cheap too? cards that you love? I mean, yeah. I, I think so. Uh, anonymous Facebook user says, come on, Jason, tell everyone how awesome of a kid I was pump up my tires. That's Stefan. Stefan, you know what, man? Go press that big blue button or we're not (laughs) talking, we're not talking to you anymore tonight, brother. Go, go. And, and the funny thing is he was a, he was an early guest on this show. He was on my first guest. That's who I was going to guess was bugging Greg. Because that's who I would have guessed. Yeah. I think he's a big leaf guy. Paul C says, collect what you like. That way, if it goes to zero, it's not as painful. That is true. Golden rule. Listen to what Paul says, guys. That's the golden rule. Collect what you like. And if it goes to zero, you don't really, I mean, you might care. But you're still going to enjoy having it. And that's the one thing. Like, I, I don't, when I when I see a card that I want to buy or when it comes in my mail day and I look at it, like those endorphins start moving and I, I just get happy. It's weird. I'm sure a lot of you fellow collectors out there know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And it's not because I feel the, it's not because of the, the dollar value. It's because I love the looks of this thing. And I'm, I'm, I, I like the player. I think it's a good player. I just, you know, it just makes you happy. Yam says, as a basketball collector, these hockey card prices seem very reasonable in comparison. (laughs) Totally. And that's why I said earlier, Jay, right? There's opportunity in hockey. And that's why this show, I know for a fact, because I hear it all the time from collectors like, hey, ever since I started watching your show, I'm collecting some hockey. Well, I think they're noticing that there is potential. I want to hear from you, though, Jay. Are you noticing at all collector, your local collectors or tourist collectors that are not, not, say, hockey collectors? actually coming in and now looking for more hockey it's there's got yeah because they come in looking for prism or select or whatever i don't have and then they check what's on the hockey shelf and being an error we've stock almost we've got almost every hockey product there in stock so they'll oh guy came in today saw prism basketball hobby didn't want to pay that much bought some stature and ingrained so at least it is there but i think that's why people are paying so much myself included for the graded was and gretzky's and and eisermans and lemieux because it still seems super cheap you can still buy a, a nine Lemieux cheaper than a 
Bull Bull just had one game. Bull Bull. And then all of a sudden, I mean, his card, I've right. got, I know I've got 20 prism rookies sitting in a $3 box somewhere at home. So, right. I mean, and all of a sudden it just, he just blows up overnight. So yeah. blows up and yeah. he's selling for, who did you say? Steve Eiserman? Or yeah. Like he's like, selling yeah, for more than a like, hall so, of famer with three so Stanley Cups. Just, it just drives you nuts. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty yeah. crazy what's going on out there. But that, what that means is that there's opportunity, yeah. right? Oh, for sure. There's opportunity. And if you're, if you're, somewhat savvy you're going to spot these opportunities and you're going to you're going to start to buy up some cars that you think have future growth value if you're looking for that if that's the kind of collector you are if you just collect what you like and you're not worrying about future value well then hey back out you don't need to go for that kind of stuff paul says yeah max we hockey guys don't seem to be so don't seem to be like a cat with a laser pointer like basketball lately yeah we're seeing some of that steve says i'm very selective when i buy anything these days why not be Stefan says Zion Williamson is is sick now. Too same with is sick now too. Same with Derrick Rose. Yeah, that's the thing. Players get injured all the time, right? Yeah. They get sick. They get COVID. I mean, it's tough to He's say. He's ripped though. Have you seen him? Like, he yeah, looks, he looks, he looks really he looks good. good. His Zion stuff, looks good. I'm sitting on uh, a lot of graded Zion right now. I'm just excited but torn. Well, so that's do you hold. Want... Do you hold? Do you sell? Well, that reminds me of yeah. a question. So yeah. thanks for saying that. We're gonna finish these comments, and I'm gonna ask yeah. you that question. Scott says, I am happy to still be able to purchase my Patrick Wall inserts and parallels, but it is just the fact that I can't fathom that amount of money to have to spend, right? I mean, who can go shopping on a shopping spree with just shy of $2 million? Not many people in this world can do that. So I think we're all a little bit a little bit envious. I mean, who wouldn't? I would love to go to the National or the Expo oh, with $2 million bucks in my pocket. It would be the time of my life. I mean, we've even, done the Expo with some big money. And well, it's fun. It's, you know, it's fun. That's with, how you yeah. fill up skids and stuff, but it's different yeah. for work. It's not like, oh, we right. get to keep it. You might keep the odd piece. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Ryan says, Jason knows that feeling. The Ken Jennings rainbow and Goodwin gets the juices flowing. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. He pulled that the that's other funny. night on his podcast. Super cool card. Yeah. That's really neat. I remember sure. his run in Jeopardy in the summer. My, well, own, it's, it's my not uncle his... was all over it. It was like, look at this guy. And so. it's not even his first card. He's had cards in several yeah. products over the years. Yeah. Mostly those like the 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 Goodwins and the Ginters and that oh, kind of stuff, right? Yeah. Zach says, not a, sorry, not a baseball collector, but can you explain why Mike Trout's rookie card went for so much? Seems he's always mentioned with LeBron. LeBron, Brady, Crosby, etc., but doesn't have the championship. So I'm, I'll, I'll take it first. And you, my take on that, Zach, is that, and I am not a baseball fan to the extent where I watch games between teams that I don't really follow. I'll watch the Blue Jays here and there, but uh, you know, he's often spoken about as the greatest of all time. Like, can, like in the same circles as Babe Ruth and Mickey Mantle. That's what, and Jackie Robinson, like the greats. That's what I'm. That's my perception of what's going on with Mike Trout. But yes, he doesn't have any championships, but it doesn't take away the fact that people view him to be one of the greatest of all time. The card that sold for $923,000 was a card out of five, I yeah, believe. Five. So only five, hard-signed autographed, graded by Beckett at a 9.5, maybe even a 9.5. 9. It could have been a 10 for all I know. But in any event, I think that's the thing. He's just viewed as, and he's playing right now, which is often the difference people speak to when they talk about you know, the diff why are LeBron James cards selling so much compared to Michael Jordan's? Well, he's still playing. Oh, there, there goes a, a, a pub on wheels. Pub on wheels. A pub Welcome on to wheels. downtown Kelowna. Actual pub. You wonder why we're COVID hot though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, COVID, exactly. Yeah. So anyway, I think that speaks a bit to the, the Mike Trout thing. And and as I was mentioning, the, the LeBron, James, LeBron James card sell for more than Michael Jordan. Why? Several do. I know some don't, but several do. And that's because he's playing now. And he's popular and he's in the spotlight. So that's pretty cool. 
what sorry you speak to that do you have any differing exactly. sort of opinions? even even trout's cheap stuff base stuff whatever starts to take off but there's kids asking about him it's it's current yeah um so but like his update rookie's gone bonkers and really like check out the population report there's a a lot right. of it out there, but yeah. it reminds me of the Griffey rookie, right? Yeah, you still got to have one. You got to have a trout rookie. You got to have a Griffey rookie, even though there's tons out there. Uh, it's like and, the Gretzky and, rookie. And LeBron, he's in. He's on your TV. He's in front of everybody. It's everything. And he's a great he's dude. Super. Oh, you know what? I I told the story the other night at auctions. I I wasn't crazy high on him before, and then we went to this upper deck conference, and his people came in and talked to us. And how he sponsors a school and it's donates money, cool. does all this. It's like, wow, this guy's pretty awesome. He's still with the same high school sweetheart. He's a real he's, yeah. he's a true hero and a true uh community-driven guy. I mean, from, from yeah. that alone. So in any event, uh, and Chris West says to Zach, you know, it's not it's not Mike Trout's fault that the Angels stink, bad team management, but even more important, Chris adds, you know, the guy's an amazing five-tool player, too. So he can do everything. That's that's what's pretty awesome about Mike Trout. He's just known as a complete player and the best one in the game for a long time. What does Chris say next? He's asking why Trout sell for so much is like asking why McDavid sell for so much. He doesn't have the yeah, great. That's pretty good. Comparison. That's a great point. It's great a, point, Chris. Great. It's been around since like 2011, but still McDavid stuff was hot from day one. Yeah, yeah. So guys, we have another anonymous Facebook user. I don't know if, you, if this is repeat, and I really want you to go to streamyard.com slash Facebook and click that big blue button. Uh, so you say everyone needs a Kyler Yamamato in their PC. Go Oilers. But then he puts up Four uh, Calgary Flames logos in terms of uh, heat fire. Yeah, the Flames can burn the Oilers. Great. Okay. I'm obviously You're a Flames still a fan. Flames I'm fan. a Flames yeah. fan. I am a Flames fan for sure. I live in Calgary. Love the Flames. But I want to see the Oilers do well too. It's weird because of Financially. my Because of my cards and yeah. because of the hobby. The hobby is for hockey. When the Oilers do well, the hobby yeah. does better. It's for whatever reason. I think it's because they got what? 18 first first overall picks in a row. Don't we want them to get Lafournier? I want them to lose. I want the Habs. I want, I want the Habs. The Habs absolutely would be the best. You guys complain about young gun prices now. If, yeah. he, if he goes to the Habs, I'm telling you right now, his young gun's like three, four hundred right out of the wrapper. Let's let's, let's see that. Let's yeah. It'll be nuts. Okay, let's get back to the question I want, and then okay. we're gonna swap you out for Katie and talk about the the unique aspect, the perspective she has. Sounds fair. My question is, Jay. You have a lot of cards, and you kind of alluded to it a little bit earlier. But are you like, are there cards that you just don't want to sell that you're like, uh, I'm yeah. taking them out of my showcase, I'm stashing them, and I'm going to wait? And are you nervous that maybe something could the market could have a dip, and that might be the wrong move? Or are you that confident that the market is continuing to to, to go up that you're willing to to not sell cards at today's at today's high prices? with hope that you're going to get even more higher prices down the road? It's, it's a great question. Like for years, uh, I was 50-50 partner in the store. So Dean and I had a rule. We sold every card. Everything went out. Sell it as a went. We buy the odd memorabilia piece. That was it. And uh, he retired a year ago. And I really took started taking a second look at things and going, man, why can't I be a collector too? I'm selling a card for 500 bucks that I know is going to be $2,000 next year. Um, so yeah, we've started actually, you know, a PC and stuff, right? which is weird and I'll part with it. And, you know, like we're building and working on some projects right now and stuff. And I sold some of it the other day and, you know, you have to part with some of it, but it's like a stock market, but like, it's, it's crazy seeing where some of that stuff is going. 
I mean, I don't mind. I'll buy a big Michael Jordan piece like this. Katie loves this. She wants this at home. You know what? We sell it. We'll go find another piece. It looks awesome on the wall here. We're here more than home. Let's enjoy it. Yeah. And if we sell it, we sell it. But there's lots of stuff that's just squirreled away or buried away. And a lot I don't even know I have. Yeah, I, know. I find stuff I know. all the time. Like we just found like 14 Dennis Rodman rookies. Like, oh, Chris. <laughs> they're just like crisp. You know, like, across them. So, but it's just like, I mean, we've got, I don't know, six or eight million cards. Like you start looking into stuff like you can't keep track of it. All. Right. Right. So, yeah, but it's a good question. There is definitely some stuff, and I'm starting to do it more and more. Well, you mentioned it's like a stock market. And, you know, like I like I, like, I say to myself, with the stock market, it, it, it's so, you know, you can really draw the parallels to the hobby. The great cards, hold on to them for a long time because they're, like Jay said earlier, they're only going to go up in value. The cards that are not of proven players could potentially go down in value. That goes for your, your bull bull. Right. It goes for even Zion, although I, I, I say that very hesitantly because I do believe he's the real deal. But, you know, Kirby Doc in hockey, like the guy's done nothing, yeah. but he's one third of the better, overall pick and third overall better, pick yeah. and one of the better rookies of the class. And, you know, say in a weaker class or where the best rookies in the class are defensemen, which doesn't help either. I know Billy can speak to that. So. Uh, Billy, Billy says right here, I have it up. Alexis to the Habs. Yes. Please. Yeah. Billy would be happy with that for sure. It's yeah. And Scott, who's a Habs player, says, I hate when a hot rookie goes either Montreal or Colorado as it makes them more expensive in group breaks, for sure, for sure. I just want to touch base on holding. About 10, 12 years ago, we were at a show, and I helped a buddy acquire a a Gordie Howe rookie, PSA 7. Oh. Three grand. $3,000. And I was like, are you sure? You want to spend that? That is – that's – Lots of money. Like the like, we'll find you one. No, I really want to spend it. Really, he ended up selling it when it was ten thousand or something. But like that just shows you how wrong you can be. Even though we're professionals and do this every day, stuff. If you want to buy it and you have the money, just buy it. Just buy. Well, I say I've said it on the show several times. Viewers will know this. I've said like, and I've done it myself. I overpay for cards at times. I, I do it, and I do it happily because I've had the experience where years go by. And I've, I, you know, maybe I overpay a card. I, I did my Mickey Mantle 1951 PSA six rookie. I bought that card. I'll, 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 I've said it before. I'll say it again. I, I paid I think six thousand dollars for that card in like 2008. Yeah. You know, now it's worth like twenty five thousand dollars. When I bought it for six thousand, I realized I bought it very impulsively. I realized right after, whoa, I just overpaid by about eight hundred to twelve hundred dollars. What am I? Why did I do that? You know, it's kind of like, oh, well, I got this card. I'll put it away. A few years later, I go look again. Well, now it's worth twelve thousand bucks. And now, several years later, it's worth You're four. With it, it's right? worth four so, times yeah. what I paid. And I, so I've now learned the lesson: rare cards of of important players overpay if you have to, especially on a card like a PSA seven Gordie Howe rookie, where the population's so so thin. It was extreme overpaying at the time i, I imagine but, but it was now, the best one of the best yeah, buys of his now life now a six is what fourteen thousand. yeah yeah now <laughs> it's one of the best buys of his life right yeah so, so we see we do see it all the time and and i do that and we'll hold and especially now more that i've been buying stuff for myself to hold i i look at like as soon as you buy one online the next price goes up and the next right. price goes up so if you're willing to buy them all i mean we all probably play the com c game sometimes i'll go buy 100 or 200 the same card and, and hope raise the, the mark, you know, yeah. we got extremely lucky. Nylander, what, 16, 17, yeah. bought like every one off Com C before the Expo. 
Man. Guess what? Everybody was looking for Nylander at the expo because he was hot. But yeah, but, smart. So it's it's a weird stock. It's a, still a small stock market, right? Very that's, smart. That's what makes me wonder what's happened to basketball because it's it's going pretty nuts. <laughs> all we can do now is watch the basketball market yeah. and all the markets that matter. But let's just keep our eyes on them and see what happens. And uh, you know, I want to. I don't want to see things go down. Obviously, none of us want to see uh, a, a big dip, but a level off. I think is would be healthy uh, at some point, and then really position the hobby for two or three years down the road to see another big upswing. Cause that's kind of what's been happening for the past decade or so. So in if it's my st- perception, if it stopped or leveled, would you be like me? Would you just start hammering and buying everything? I'd be buying stuff that I believe is, has opportunity as an investment, but for my personal yeah. collection, for my PC, I only want one of, of every card that I want. So, uh, but for investment purposes, yeah, I'd be buying up some stuff. So there's lots of guys like us. I know you got lots of viewers. We know lots of them. That's why is the market ever going to soften or going down know, man. when we're prepared to buy? It's like not if gonna... McDavid Young Gun Nine Fives ever get down to eight hundred dollars or something again. Now, are well, they the... going to? Because we'll just buy them all, and then people are going to be so and not... people will get scared when that happens too, right? Everyone yeah. wants to buy on the up and they want to sell on the down. That's yeah. just human nature, right? Yeah. Except for the few contrarians out there who really know and and have no emotion involved, yeah. right? So. It's tough not to, though. Yeah, exactly. Let's see what happens with the rest of these comments, uh, sure. and then we'll swap you out for your lady. Uh, <laughs> okay, uh, where was I here? Sorry, guys. Just going to find where we left off on comments, and uh, then we're going to bring Katie. I know you're all waiting to meet and see Katie. If you haven't met her yet, she's waiting very patiently. So, okay, here we are. Brian in the house. Welcome to the show, Brian. Chris says his problem is he is known as being an American. Oh, I think that's a comment about Brett Hall that came up earlier in the chat. And Facebook user says, big fan of both of you guys. Who are you, Facebook user? We I don't know who you are. So go look at the ticker, please. Right, right there. Stefan again. Ste- might Stephanie. be Stefan. It says, go to stream streamyard.com slash Facebook and click the big blue button, please. That way we can engage with you a little bit better. I'd really appreciate that. Guys, thank you for tuning in to Sports Cars Live. This is the 32nd episode since April that we've done here. And uh, I want to thank Players' Choice for having us here live on location. I've never got to say that before, That's live fine. on location. I want to thank uh, Jason and Katie for hosting the show tonight and being my guests in their store on my show. That's pretty cool. Thanks for having us in our store. Yeah, you're yeah. welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. And I want to also, uh, anyone who's watching, if you're new to the show, all the old episodes live on the YouTube channel. They are long, so bite them off in chunks. YouTube will remember where you were. If you haven't subscribed to the Sports Cards Live YouTube channel, Please, I would I would greatly appreciate if you consider doing so. And I'll also let you know that Players Choice Sports here in Kelowna, they're launching their own YouTube channel. It's already out there, but they're going to start ramping that up. Katie's going to start ramping that up even more because Jason probably doesn't know how to. So uh, go check out Players Choice Sports on YouTube. Give their channel a subscription and their Facebook group as well. I'm going to bring that back up into the ticker right now. All the information you need to find Players Choice on the various social network channels. All right. You're done. Switch Jay. with Katie. Awesome. All right, man. I'll come gonna, back and I'm say goodbye. Go okay. This way, so we're not social distance. So we're still yeah, social I'll distancing somewhat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to do that. All right. And look at welcome. We're so often welcome, Katie. I know, thank you. Welcome to Sports Cards Live. My are you my first female guest? I Ooh. think I think you probably are. This is oh, thank this is you. landmark <laughs> stuff here right now. 
I, well, I feel honored to be here. So thank you. Well, and yeah. yeah, there's, you know what? I think sometimes um, the assumption is, well, it is a very male dominant uh, industry. Many male collectors. I remember as a kid going to shops in near Toronto with my dad and with my brother, um, as he was a big baseball, or he still is a big baseball card collector. Uh, but yeah, there's just hasn't been as many females in the industry. Um, it's oftentimes more the joke of like, don't tell my wife you saw me here right. or oh, throw out the receipt so she doesn't find it in my pocket. Um, so that's been more. And even that was when I was a kid, my mom's, it was kind of like, don't tell your mom we went to the card shop tongue in cheek. Cause obviously she knew where we were. Um, but yeah, it's kind of been like that. Um, but we've seen more and more women, whether in the shops, cause there's quite a few, um, whether, like women, uh, store owners, but then also it's women who are collecting. It's the moms that are coming into the shops buying for their husbands, for boyfriends, uh, for their kids. So there are a lot of females here. It's just been very, very male dominant. For sure, it so has to be been. the first female on your show. Thank you. That is really cool. <laughs> one of one of my viewers uh, in an episode a couple episodes ago, they actually said you should bring on a female collector. And I reached out to one of my favorites and, um, and we didn't, we couldn't make that work out yet, hopefully later. So it's nice to actually, you know, have you on as someone who has been out collecting with your dad as a young girl, yep. but now runs a card shop. Let's face it. Jay doesn't run the shop. Let's face well. it. I'm kidding. Hey, I hey. kid. I kid. I kid. He's still in the room. I kid. I kid. You know, it's really a team effort. I'm uh, sure. I'm and sure. I know. Yeah, I'm sure you're gonna, you'll joke about that and lots. We have. We bring different things to the table. Um, I was thinking because I probably you're about to ask me this question of how are you treated by men or how like when or how what's the reaction? Uh, so even. This week, I got a phone call and it was, oh, I need to talk to Jason. Like, it just has to be him. And so I took the message and got him to call back. And it definitely was a question that I could have easily answered. And I think Jason, because we, like, we kind of banter about it too. He's like, oh, if I had known that that was kind of how he acted on the phone i probably would have got you to call him back and give him the answer be like oh i just have to check with my professional katie <laughs> but honestly there are some things that i don't know about the industry but i'm comfortable with that i know that there's things that i need to ask jason not because he's a man but because he's been in the industry for 16 years and i am newer to it and i don't have a photographic memory like he does i don't know all the guys on every single team right. um i don't necessarily know all the prices or I remember what he said but I don't have that same memory, so it's not. It's more of a skill, just as a person, well, that I don't have. And right? you know, you'll 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 gain that. And I don't know that Jay and Jay, if you do have a photographic memory, memory, forgive me. I don't know if it's a photographic well, memory <laughs> as much as it is. It's repetition. We we True. we see it. We we hobby lifers. We live and breathe the players, the card brands, the different rookie cards, like. And you will get you will get that experience at, just by repetition, right? But True. I want to I want to kind of um, first of all, I read an article. I think it was I think Chris Carlin did an article on Upper Deck's blog about you as a woman in the hobby. And I learned I think that was the article. I learned in that that you actually you had a career and you you retired or quit your career a year ago to come into the shop and join Jason as a, a full-time manager of the store. Like 
What was that transition like specifically to go from going to work every day in a career you'd been in for however long, I don't know those details, but you do, from that to now I'm going into a sports card shop every day for my work. What was that like psychologically for you to, to make that transition and I mean, I guess part of it was now you're going and you're working with your boyfriend, your husband. I don't even know what, what you guys are at that, at that boyfriend. boyfriend. He's not that lucky to marry me yet. <laughs> but you went from going to yeah. work every day in your job with your colleagues, your coworkers, to coming to work with your boyfriend in the business. Speak to that transition, if you if you will. For sure. So in some ways, um, it was kind of a split decision. Like it was just kind of one of those things that happened. Um, There was lots of things I'd been involved kind of part, like doing Facebook and doing the social media and kind of helping out on that side anyways. And then when Jason took full ownership, um, when Dean retired, it was, I saw how busy he was. Um, But it was also just a time and place at my job that I just wanted something different, but I wanted I loved being here. Like I didn't work very far from here. So I'd finish work and come down to the shop and we'd work for a few more hours. And I was like, Oh, I wish I could be here. Um, Definitely. I was a lot more comfortable because I could wear shorts and a t-shirt tank top. I could wear whatever I wanted. Uh, He probably sometimes like lower tops than I would have been allowed at my old job (laughs) (laughs) because you're working with your boyfriend. Uh, Anyways, that's just a joke. Um, But yeah, I was excited about it. Uh, He worked, he always has worked a lot. We work a lot now. So I figured if we're going to work so much, we might as well be together. We might, my, the kids are involved. Jason kind of mentioned before. Um, my son is a huge basketball fan. So oh, even over the last few years, he's given like Jason's kind of had those conversations with him of like, Hey, who do you think I should buy cards of? Or what do you want to get? So he started collecting too over cause he's 14. Right. Right. So kind of at that age. Um, so it was really becoming a family affair. We were doing a lot more events. So he was needing my help there anyways. Uh, we were starting to do birthday parties for kids in the shop. We were having more and more people coming in and, even me just being here, it was, I was adding that women's touch to the store. Um, it looked great before, but just kind of some of those things that we might think about that he, or that I might've thought about that he didn't. Um, so yeah, I was excited about it, but definitely it was a big, some people would have looked and said like, is she crazy? They're going to break up. They're not going <laughs> to make it. How are they going to survive being together 24 um, seven? But we have, I don't we have a banter. I'm sure we've, he's like we've had some of those like banter moments in the store that the customer's been like okay but we kind of we've just I don't know we take every day for what it is and we have fun we want to make it fun for people coming in the shop for families coming in the shop um, and we enjoy it so if you're going to work too right yeah and online so we we're actually we it almost is like we have a second card shop in our home because we do all our filming from there right so but that was even part of it too it's a unique um experience so there are lots of like auctions online so i think where ours is a little bit more unique is it's all of us i'm bantering on the couch so i'm kind of doing all the behind the scenes stuff but i don't i said if we're going to be doing these like three times a week few hours every day 
I'm not just sitting here like a bump on the log, not talking. No, you want to be involved. You want to be involved. And so even like Maddie gets in on some Monday nights and he's had some of his basketball This is your cards. son. Yeah, sorry. That's my son, Mateus. Yeah. So he's been involved. If if Trinity goes by or the cat walks over the screen, it's like, this is just a part of who we are. Yeah. And that's what we bring to the shop. So we have a lot of fun with it. Um, we involve the kids and each other. And right. Yeah, it's fun. Good. So let me ask so you So far, this. so good. When you started in the story a year ago, how long did it take you to really kind of find your groove and get much more comfortable, be, comfortable being in here and talking to the customers? Um, it took a little bit. I'd say so some customers I already knew quite well um, because I'd been doing the breaks and had been around or they just kind of knew who I was. So that... That part of it wasn't so bad. I've been in customer service for a long time, so I was used to kind of engaging with different types of people. I'm sure some days I still have a hard time because it is such a different industry. Like it's different now with COVID rules and everything, but people like to come in and just like hang out for hours. And I'm like, oh my gosh, we have 10 more hours of work to do. So sometimes like my brain stills like, okay, shoo them out. We have to get work done. But at the same time, that's what this industry is about. It's connecting with people yeah. and, and being a part of them collecting their collection and wanting to talk about sports. And so I think sometimes I probably tuned out a little bit and then other times I get involved because it is really fun. Yeah, for sure. So it didn't yeah. take you that long to find a group. That, that's pretty cool. So before we talk about something of that, that you told me about yesterday, I think is really cool. So get this guys, there's a special Facebook group out there for women in collecting that none of us dudes know about unless you uh -huh. know a girl who's in this group. <laughs> and Katie is part of this group. And I don't even know how many members there are, what you guys talk about in this group. And hopefully it's just another collector group just with women collectors and, yes. and people working in the industry. But before we, you, you tell, you kind of inform us about that. We're going to, I just want to put up a couple of things. I like uh, Stepan's comment, my favorite episode to date. Cheers boys. Thank you so much. Um, you know, I love every episode I've ever done. To be honest, they're all so much fun. I And oftentimes I say at the beginning, I've been looking forward to this episode. I look forward to them all. But I was looking forward to this one too because it's Sports Cards Live on the road. First time ever. I'm on vacation right now. Like I, you know. So you're like relaxed a little bit more. I'm a little relaxed. <laughs> I'm a little bit more relaxed. But, you know, my I spent the day in the pool. My, my, my wife was nice enough. She's kind of handling the kids but I'm, because it's an hour earlier for me than usual. Usually that's why my show, that's why the show starts at eight, at, at, at uh, 10 o'clock Eastern, seven o'clock Pacific. That's eight o'clock for me in mountain standard time zone. So it's after my kids have gone to bed, I have about half an hour to get ready for the show. It's a bit earlier here right now. So I, you know, my wife's nice, nice enough to put the kids to bed with, with my folks and take care of all that. So that was all nice, but they're all fun episodes. Uh, but that was Billy, whose comment I, I put up earlier. Finally, the brains of the shop. I, I love that. That's, <laughs> that's what, and Scott's comments funny too. I don't know why card shops even print customer receipts, uh, copies <laughs> of customer receipts. That's pretty funny. Billy's comment says, "Thank goodness for Katie during their Facebook auctions. The order of people running that show goes: Katie, Maddie, the cat, Jason's mom, <laughs> lasagna, and then finally Jason. That might be the funniest comment that I've ever read. Lasagna, Billy. I love that." Billy, by the way, wasn't was a guest on my show. Billy, I forget what episode it was, like maybe 17 or 18, but going back into May, and we're going to get you back. Actually, we've got Billy's uh, – actually, I haven't confirmed it yet, but Tony Siriani, who's also a product manager at Upper Deck, has confirmed coming on the show. We just haven't set the date yet. That'll be in August as well. Okay. Tell us about this a little bit, as much as you know, about yep. this Facebook group. What's it called? Will they let men in? 
And what do you, is it mostly female collectors, female shop workers, owners, staff? What, tell us a bit about the group. Okay, so it's just been probably in the last couple of weeks. Um, so Chris from Upper Deck had sent out a message to a few of us and said, hey, I've had um, a few more emails just in regards to women shop owners and react like men's reactions to them being there with probably more on the negative side, which is unfortunate. How can I connect her with some of you guys so we can have a conversation? So the article that you had mentioned earlier, I wrote it for our blog okay. and then Chris had shared it because um, I wanted, I just kind of had it in my mind for a few months. And finally I sat down and was like, I hammered it out of, it is, it's something unique, like having a woman in the shop, I guess, just not fully unique because obviously there's a, there's a group. Um, but yeah, I just kind of, I don't know. I felt like putting my thoughts on paper and went with, went with that. And so then from there, we found out there had been this group um, that had started after the national one time called women in cards. So it is a private group. You do have to be uh, invited and then accepted to it. So I believe not in a bad way, but it is just women in the group. Um, so they, we really want it to be a safe place to kind of share collections, share experiences, um, no man bashing, I promise. <laughs> I'll be like, we'll get on that right away. Um, but just kind of a different place and unique, right? Because there are a lot of, you can be in many groups where you're talking about the hobby and you're, and so that's okay. Be in those groups. This one's just a little bit unique be, because it is a kind of a smaller group that's in there. So there's about 50 people in it right now, oh, but good. so not, not a ton, but it's definitely growing. So I hope I'm um, just but even. But it's not eight either. That's 50 no, women in the yeah. hobby. That's, I think that's actually quite significant it is. and it'll, it'll only grow. It'll do, only grow. Do you see posts in that hobby where the, the member is like, Hey, check out this uh, Kobe Bryant card I got in the mail today or check out, here's yeah. my new Tom Brady or my so new think, Wayne Gretzky. Like, are they showing their mail days? Yeah. Yeah. And that's maybe what surprised me. Cause I know like my collection isn't as big as what's up. Like there's a few things that I do collect. Um, cause I'm in football pools. And so I kind of got in my mind, I collect the guys that are in that football pool for the year. So I've kind of picked up a few, but none of the big cards, like they're here in the shop. I kind of get the base cards that, um, but I love Marvel too. I love just opening cards. So Jason, yeah. when Jason's like here, open up a box, I'm like, Oh sweet. But I, I give him the cards back. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get to keep I'm them. like, it's shop property, but that's okay. <laughs> that's, that's so cool. But so I, but I've loved seeing people's collections and yeah, even just a few hours ago a lady had put one of the ladies posted like this is what i got like i'm so excited for mail day or this is what i shoot some shoes it was football cards uh jerry from upper deck and i'm sure she doesn't mind me saying this but she i didn't know that she was such a big trevor linden fan um but now that i see her like she's mentioned it a few times i'm like oh jason i know we have some really cool trevor linden cards i'm like i'm gonna send her pictures of them so i think that'll kind of be um, a part of the group. Um, but then there's also, they've been talking about grading and what's the, like how to go through grading and so some of the same questions you're talking about, right. but they're, they're just, it's, it's the women who are talking about it instead. So right it's, yeah, probably it's not as a uh, secretive of, or have secretive information. <laughs> no, that, that, it's, it's just, I just find it very interesting and refreshing and, cool because cards are cool i don't know and let's face it we're, we're you know we're a bunch of dudes collecting cards of pictures of, with pictures of dudes i know we kind of all make fun of ourselves 
for that. When it's a, a female collecting a card, it's a female collecting a picture of a dude. I don't know if it's, I don't know. And I know it doesn't, it doesn't even come down to that. It's, got, it's almost got nothing. It's about collecting. It's about, uh, a, is it not, or, or are these guys hot? Well, I don't know. Some of them are hot. <laughs> There's totally, you know, that's me. Like, that's just a personal thing. I'm like, oh, sweet. That guy's totally hot. But most of like hockey cards, they're always wearing their helmets. Like, right. So you can't see their faces as yeah. much. But well, I want to mention, like, fun. I noticed, I noticed big improvements in players' choice sports cards overall when you got involved. And that nothing, I'm not saying anything bad about Jason or his, uh, his, prior partner dean nothing at all i just saw it elevated and really even at the card shows i mean you're at the you've been at the card shows for a couple of years now not just since you started working full-time here but you've been at the card shows and i'd be walking around the, the show walk by the player's choice booth at the expo and jason's not there and i'm like oh well i and i don't i didn't know you that well back last time i saw you probably at that show i still don't know you all that well let's be honest but it's like oh I know you know what you're doing, and if not, you're gonna say, oh, "Well, Jason will be back soon." At least there's that, right? But yeah. you know, as the as the shows go by, you'll get more and more comfortable, and as will the customers. I gotta think if they're not already. But I, I just I kind of went off on my own tangent. I just want to commend you because I know you've done an incredible job with the social media piece and the award that you guys won. I think has a lot to do with with you. And again, taking nothing away from Jason because you know someone's got to. Do what he does, but I mean, I, I just team effort, but she did a good job. Team effort, but she, yeah, I, I think well, you, I think you really helped elevate it, and I've been impressed by that for quite some time. So I've mentioned it, I've mentioned it to other people over the past few months. This isn't well, just me, you. Uh, you know, patronizing you right now. It's, no, I, I really think I you've appreciate done a great job. it, and I think, and that's where see, I've I've had some really good experiences as a woman in the industry. Of I love going to the Toronto show and when we go to the um, that product conference and when we've gone to Vegas. So I love those because I've loved, I've loved meeting like a lot of guys in the hobby and um, I've had a lot of fun. Like in some ways it's fun being the only girl in a group of yeah. 10 guys. Right. Of course, well, they're all going to buy you a drink and then <laughs> Jason probably likes that. Yeah. But at this, like everyone's been really welcoming, welcoming and they haven't, um, made me feel like I didn't know what I was doing. So that's been really good. I think sometimes it is just a comfort thing. Like you said, I think the first time we met at the shop, you're like, you asked for the card and I didn't know that you had paid Jason. And I was like, oh, you can wait. Right. Cause that's like, that's just me and my comfort sure. level. And I'm going to make sure. Um, but you, once, once I knew you and then probably the next time I was like, oh yeah, I know I am more comfortable with you and you're going to be more comfortable right, with me. That, and I was like, oh yeah, yeah, here's the card. I'm sure like you guys figured it out. Right, right. So some people coming in the shop, part of it's that comfort level. So I don't think it's always the whole man versus woman thing. Like sometimes that gets a bit blown into proportion, but I do feel that it's important for men and women to be respectful of each other, regardless of that. Regardless if it's in the hobby or oh, outside, and, every, oh, totally. of course, of course. But even in, in the, the shop, hobby, like, sure. don't look down on me because I have to ask Jason a question. Just enjoy Just what you're doing. Be glad you're there. I mean, well, there you're, you're there helping out. I want to ask you uh, this. Do you, I got so many questions in my mind. I don't want to forget them. My first question is, do you have a favorite card? And oh, I, do okay. I have a favorite card? Well, I have a favorite piece. Okay, no, that, that's cool. <laughs> but it's here and not at my house yet. <laughs> okay, put that, put that on okay, the back favorite burner. favorite card. Put that on the back burner. Okay. Think about it. Let me ask you this. What's the biggest card you've sold without Jason being involved? 
in the sale? Who biggest card? Like someone came into the store, bought something but out of the showcase. Like, just do you recall? I'm, I know I'm catching you off guard here. No, you are, and I don't know if I remember a specific one. Like, I've definitely I've sold like a few thousand worth, right? Like, yeah. probably one of those. We'd um, before all this, we had a showcase with some of our higher end cards. So probably in the like two grand range, there would have been something in there. Um, bigger, bigger cards. Like it's not always as easy as someone comes in and is like, Oh, I'm going to sell. Or do you have something for $10,000 that I want to <laughs> What, buy? that doesn't happen what? every day? <laughs> it doesn't, but it takes a lot of work to get to those deals, right? For so sure. Jason, like he's been in this industry for a long time and knows a lot of people. So even when people come in and just always want him to buy stuff, like there's a value to him buying that because he then has this network sure. that that person doesn't have. Of course. Um, I probably have sold a lot like, with wax yeah like so that's new easy. stuff that's, that's, that's easy. like yeah. i'm just wondering like i guess what i was looking to hear was like was there a sale that someone came in and said and like was was browsing your showcases and decided to take the card and you kind of you know close the deal close type the deal. of thing put it on the back burner okay. i want to ask you another question okay to any female viewers we have right now i don't know if there's any but if we have there's any fe- if we have any female viewers out there what tip, any kind of tips or advice that you would give anyone who's either coming into the hobby uh, in terms of working in a store or just collecting? And then someone is asking the question, um, someone wants to know, what does Katie collect? So answer both questions. Any tips for women coming in the hobby or already there that you yeah. can share? And, and then what do you collect? I think the biggest thing is just to take the leap. Like, don't be afraid to get into collecting. Don't feel like you don't know what you're talking about. Don't, um, don't kind of, don't go in with the expectation that this, the male shop owner is going to try to pull one over, right? Just because you're a female, you really have to just go in, you know what you love, you know what you're collecting and, and grab it. Like have fun, enjoy the hobby. Um, don't feel intimidated by the men because they're probably more intimidated by you. Like, <laughs> have you met card shop guys? It's like when you're going, like when you're going in for a break night. <laughs> like they're not wearing their uh, fancy shoes and their right, uh, right, right. high class suit, right? Like these are like it's like your brother or your dad or your husband. Like you're cool. these are just guys that are having fun with it. Um, so that's probably would be my biggest thing that I that I would give advice of of just go for it and collect. And don't worry about what the guys. No, think. and don't worry about what they think. Like, well, really, I'll, I'll, when I see a, they're probably uh, happier there. Well, you know, when I see a female collector, and there are several, you know, setting up the card shows, they come by the booth, they look, and and it's I always um I always love when they are there to collect. And one of my favorite lines at a card show is when a family or a, a couple comes to my booth. Yeah. I always, I always look at the the guy and I say, "She dragged you back to the card show, didn't she?" And yeah. I get, a, I get a good, there's a little bit of an icebreaker, right? It's, yeah. I get a good laugh out of it, so it's pretty fun. All right, let's right. check out a couple of comments here very quickly. Uh, Scott says, "Yeah, cheesy dad jokes. Are they male days or female days?" Uh, that was, <laughs> that's a good one, Scott. That's a, there you go. There you go. And the last one, the, the next comment, uh, Legion says. What does Katie collect? So we can we can talk about that. favorite card design. There's a lot of talk about eye appeal regarding cards. What's her take on what makes a oh great question? What's your take on eye appeal and what makes a card uh, stand out to to the to your female eyes? 
Okay. For me, um, I guess like one of my favorite hockey products is SP Authentic. Like I love how clean they are, how nice they look. Um, that's one that even the last few years I've really liked. And I'll usually like sneak the bake the base at home or like kind of have some off for myself. Um, I think so for me, it's like those clean the clean looks, the cheesy ones. I'm not necessarily as drawn to as much. Okay, like, yeah. I don't know. We, Billy, you know, this, we kind of teased about the hot dog cards this year, <laughs> like, right, right. but I get that it's fun and the cheesiness of it. But as like a female collector, that probably wouldn't be something I collect, right. but it might be something I pick up for my kids. And like, that I'm going to think about. And do you like shiny cards? Do you like colored foil cards? Do you, yeah, or do you just like, like SP Authentic is a beautiful brand because it is so clean, a lot of white to it, right? Which, yeah. which I think is just, it makes for a very clean, easy card to look at. What do you think about foil and and I like and those too. Like stuff? I like um. So we just we probably all just opened up a bunch of Stature, um, which was a new product this year, and I really liked it. I think sometimes though, like they go too much with all the colors. Yeah. What do whereas- you think about parallels? Like, the and pink, the scope of even them. as like the pink was a bit much for me this year, right? <laughs> but yeah. I'm probably not the only one to say that. Um, I I love the look of like I don't know when the team colors match. Like I don't know if that's a matching thing, but when they actually like it, the whole picture and the layout of it actually matches what the team colors are is a little bit more like that would be more so appealing that, to me. That might be more appealing to the female contingent of the hobby to. And let's face it, women are just better at dressing themselves than us dudes are. So they're going <laughs> to like things that match, colors. right? They're going like, like, yeah. to more men are colorblind Probably. than females. What is Billy? <laughs> Billy says, Katie, Katie, has Jason ever gone to California for fun and left you to run the shop uh, and then had yes. to quarantine to make you run the shop for another two weeks? Now, I want to tie that into something that, that Jason was just saying, which is you have some of your own customers that are now... They come to see you, it sounds like. I do. Speak to that briefly. And I, when you're saying, like, what's the most expensive one, I probably – Jason did help close it, so it was very much a team effort. But there had been a customer in the store that I took on. Um, I was – and I'm like, no, this is a great customer. I think he really wants to invest in cards. And Jason had been busy with other people, right? So – but then he came back, and I was like – I just knew it in my gut. I'm like, I wanted to introduce him. I knew they'd get along great. So he had come in and he was, he actually was like, I want to invest 10 grand in cards, put a package together. So I didn't then pick the cards for the 10 grand, but it definitely was, I don't think he would have come back if I hadn't you, taken that sounds out. Sounds like you oh, helped. Yeah, 20. Yeah. And he probably, you helped he make them. So you like help that collector or slash investor be comfortable in this environment, in this particular store. Yeah. You that's like relationships, right? Jay, like relationships with customers. So important. All right. Yeah, good stuff. Really Let's check out these comments here quickly. Again, Paul says, I know lots of guys in the hobby who don't know what they're talking about. Uh, <laughs> Paul, no <laughs> doubt about that. Right. No doubt about that. And Richie Barone, mayor, the mayor of Canada joins the show. Rich, how are you out in uh, on, on Long Island? I, it's later there. Hope you're doing well, my man. Okay, listen. This has been a ton of fun. This is. I'm so glad that that we had the idea to to do this. I know I was on vacation. I'm so glad I got to do a show from vacation from here. Introduce you guys to my viewers, the subscribers of Sports Cards Live on YouTube, and meet some more of your uh, your auction fans and your customers. I mean. I, I do. I'm I'm in there commenting on the odd uh, auction. I come in and watch. I'm in and out kind of thing, but it's always fun to see. Uh, hobby content is awesome. So, you know, 
on behalf of collectors, thank you guys for creating it. Thank you for doing what you're doing. Great shop here in Kelowna, guys. Players' Choice Sports. Jason, Be sure to check it out. Right? Yeah, Jay, we're gonna bring Jay back to say to say goodbye. Oh, we have a question from oh. Al LMCK says: As a woman, do you feel that women's content would have to be 100% above the guys' content to go anywhere? I am a woman and would like to start a YouTube channel about football, but I'm worried about it. Well, go for it. Go, start your YouTube channel and make send us an invite to subscribe to it. Exactly. Yeah, I don't just uh, start. So, yeah, start. That's start. the thing. Yeah, right? you totally Al? don't be afraid to start and have fun with it. And what do they say? Like, even if it doesn't go well, then start something else because we want to. You want to do what you love to do, and if that's something that you have a passion about, then people are going to see that passion and see that you love it and follow you. So it's not necessarily about gender anymore. So you just want to get involved. So I think that's just something like the biggest takeaway. And too, like this is we've talked a lot like about the investing side, which I see like so much happening right now and is super cool to see. But I still see all the families together. I saw um, like when people are isolated at home and bored, their whole families were watching the shows and watching your show and getting involved with it. So include even for you men, like include your wives so it doesn't turn into something that you're fighting about. If right. you're always talking about sports cards, well, show her what you're talking about. Invite her to ours. Hey, she'll laugh at our jokes maybe once in a while yeah, or we'll sure. razz the guys a little bit um but i think it's like as a family if you're involved with it and it's something you do together then it just makes it that much more enjoyable so like buy her a pack of cards one day and see if she likes it or you know what she let likes. her let her open your maybe cards throw a diamond earrings and with it but <laughs> hey <laughs> well you know you what i like what you just said the most was a few about a minute ago you said you know if you're passionate about it and it really comes down to passion to me so al i'm not a female but i'll i'll, I'll tell you just start when i started this show in april i i didn't spend a lot of time planning this and because what i did do is i did some research i went onto youtube and i searched like live streaming youtube doing a youtube channel and i found all these different videos instructional videos on how to do this and the one common theme everybody said was just start. Don't worry about being perfect. Yeah. Don't worry about being above the anybody else. Just do you. That's what people want to see. They want to see your passion. They want to see you. So I recommend do it. There's There are female hobby content creators out there. One of them that comes to mind, her name is Loyola Nguyen. So L-O Loyola, L-O-Y-O-L-A, N-G-Y-U. I forget how to spell, but find her, check her out. She's being super authentic, super being herself. And I respect that so much. So just, just start it up. Name wants to say, this has been one of my favorite episodes. Thanks for bringing Jason and Katie on and highlighting uh, their great shop. And Al, sorry, Al gives us a thumb up, thumbs up. Paul gives Al some encouragement. Just go for it. There you go. We all want to see what you want, what you want to, we want to see what you want to create. So let's do it. All right, Jay. Guys, I mean, yeah, yeah, we're, we're not going to do hugs. We're not going to do hugs. We're going to do social media. Darce, Darce, come on over. Come on, come on over. Darce, Darce doesn't want to come in. But we, we do have an audience. Darcy's here as well. Darcy Ravlick, well-known collector up uh, across Canada and everything. So anyway, guys, thank you so much. This has been fun. Thank you. Everyone watching, thank you for watching. Thank you for coming out. Uh, this has been a fun one. We're an hour and 45 minutes, so we're going to cut her off. Say goodnight. Perfect. No show no show sports cards live coming up on Wednesday. I will be driving home that day. And then on August 12th, the guy who bought the Sidney Crosby 
RPA from the cup BGS 10, one color for $125,200 will be joining me to talk. It's not you. It's not you. It's not her. It's not Darcy. He's going to talk about why he bought the card, what his reasons were, what his plans are. We're going to hear all about that. That should be really exciting. And I'll, the one thing I'm not going to tell you who it is yet, because I, I, I said I wouldn't, but I will tell you he's a collector. So that's pretty cool. And then on August the 15th, Greg Cohn from Leaf Trading Cards will be joining me. More guests are lined up, just securing dates. That's why I'm kind of skipping ahead to August the 12th. Check it out. Again, if you're new, thank you to Player's Choice, Jason and Katie, for bringing new viewers to Sports Cards Live. Really appreciate that. If you're new, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. I would greatly appreciate that. We're getting super close to 800 subscribers. I'd love to see that get there as soon as we can and encroach upon 1,000. That's the big milestone. So, again, everybody, thank you for watching. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Thanks. We'll be on Monday Thank night you. on our auction. Check out and check. Let me just, before before I end this, we're going to bring up their uh, their Facebook stuff right here. So on the bottom on the ticker, everybody, check that out. That's where you can find them on Instagram, Facebook, and there's even the store phone number so you can reach out to Jason and or Katie. Perfect. Awesome. Guys, Thanks, good night. Guys. Thanks, guys. See you later. Good night, everyone. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.